0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and ACDC in Rock
1: 102. What happened to the show open and the music? Whatever happened to that? Did we just decide not to do that anymore? Oh, that's right. That's now. Oh, my God. You know what I'm you know thinking? Because I'm usually late. Mm-hmm. Every oh, my God. Day. Mm-hmm. I see you walking in yeah. here. I'm thinking, oh, my God, he must be ready for Hollywood Trash. Yeah, it's 5.45. Jesus, man. See, What's yeah, wrong with me? I like to change things up every once in a while.
0: Yeah, hey, it's 5.35 at Bax and Frying A Rock
1: 102 with hey. Steve Nagel. Hey, it's uh, going to be mostly sunny today uh, with a high of 51. Tomorrow, another nice one, 52 for a high. It's 28 in downtown Springfield. Pretty uh, happy
0: I didn't get right into the Hollywood trash uh, mm-hmm. right away. That would have been a little bit of, a, of an embarrassment.
1: Uh, we got stuff to talk about today, and uh, we also have uh, comedian Marty Caproni, who's going to be in here uh, after 7 o'clock this morning. Oh, very good. Okay. So there's that and a lot of other stuff today, too. Oh, we got a long story to get through. Oh, good. Uh, coming up after 6. Maybe, so. maybe we'll extend it through all the entire morning. Well, we could. It's that good, It's not like we haven't done that before with anything.
0: Yeah, that's the truth. It's 536 on Rock 102. While we'd love to see... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550, and Eric Clapton on Rock 102. He did a lot of
1: cocaine. He never never met a gram of cocaine he didn't love. That's my favorite Mark from West Springfield joke. Uh, Which one is that? What's the difference between uh, a toddler and a bag of cocaine? Uh, I don't know. Eric Clapton wouldn't let a bag of cocaine fall out of a window. You're <laughs> right uh, about that, Steve. It's going to be sunny and high of 52 today, and uh, tomorrow, more of the same, <laughs> it's 33 in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into yeah. some Hollywood yeah. trash? Steve <laughs> After all of that, could we really do Hollywood trash? Of course we could. Uh, Where are we here? We're... He slammed out in a basement. Is that is that where we are? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure that I had this thing in front of me, and then oh hey, here we go. The after the Alec Baldwin tragedy, The Rock says his production company will never use real guns again, except the ones on my arms, bitches. He said, "quote We're going to switch over to rubber guns, and we're going to take care of it in a post uh, production. Uh, we won't worry about what it costs. Well, how much more could it cost to put?" A digital image of a gun being fired. Yeah, on. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't really know. Probably a few bucks. Uh, sources say Chris Evans will be named People Magazine's sexiest man alive. You missed it by this much, Steve. Can't believe it. I, th- I tried to stuff the ballot box. Well, it was. Uh, it's also said that he was going to be uh, getting it last year, but the magazine balked after he accidentally shared a picture of his penis. Is that wrong? I would think that made me put you on the top. Yeah, I would think, uh, hey, wow, that's Chris Evans' penis. He's the sexiest man alive. Get me a pen. Right. i got to submit my vote. In a recent post, Chris Pratt praised Catherine Schwarzenegger for giving him a, quote, gorgeous, healthy daughter. And then, of course, people trashed him for saying healthy because he has a son with Anna Faris who has disabilities like he was dissing his own son or something. But he had to, you know, walk that comment back and say that's not what I meant. I meant that I have another child with another person, and that child is healthy, too. Well, that's good. Yeah. Motley crew drummer Tommy Lee shared a TikTok of himself and John Travolta spending their Wednesday night baking cookies and brownies. Tommy said, quote, could you imagine if people knew that Tommy and John are baking? What happened? <laughs> I can see him baking pot brownies. Yeah, I was going to say is there uh, like methamphetamine inside of there. Well, I don't know. What, what other uh, what other kind of stuff are you putting in those brownies? So get a load of this. You want to talk about Molly Crew here
0: for a second. Yeah. Absolutely true story. I put in a request to get uh Nikki Sixx's brand new book uh, called The First 21, something like that, right? Yeah. And I thought I'd, uh, you know, also a uh, request an interview with him for like the podcast. Yeah. They send me the book and then they tell me, "Yeah, he's not doing interviews." Then what'd you send me the book for? You think I'm going to read his book because I'm
1: looking to entertain well, myself? You know, he's probably only giving interviews to national radio shows or national talk shows or oh, something Oh, I totally like that. get that. But why would you bother sending me the... You know, it costs the money to send me the book. Yes, but it also... Uh, there are some people out there who... Will, we're talking about it right now. Yeah. That we're talking about the book. Right. So, so I'm so I'm gonna have this book in my house, I'm not even gonna read. But if you if you saw that Motley Crue uh what'd you call it, what is what was it? Like a, yeah, like a, a biopic, a, I guess you would call it. Right. Uh if you saw that, you would know that they don't really care about uh people. Yeah, I'm starting they to just care about
0: themselves and yeah. you know. I'm starting to think the guys from Motley Crue just might not be all that reliable. Uh probably not. I, I wouldn't know. say they were either. I mean, granted, it's speculation on my part, but I mean you're sending me a book and not sending me an interview with Nikki Six? <laughs> Let me let's see if I read that book.
1: Uh here's a list of celebrities who don't have haters. You ready? Okay. Rick Moranis. Nobody really hates on that guy. No, the guy stopped acting to take care of his kids after his wife's death. Yeah, how can you hate on someone like that? You can't hate on a guy Julie like that. Julie Andrews. And if you hate her, why do you hate her?
0: I don't dislike Julie Andrews. I don't love Julie Andrews. No, but
1: it's about the hating
0: thing. But yeah, hatred would be a too strong of a word for a Julie Andrews.
1: Uh, Betty White. Can't hate Betty White. Here's what people are saying. One of the best things of 2020 is we didn't lose her.
0: That's about the only thing you can say about
1: 2020. Uh, Keanu Reeves, a real man of the people. He is? I, I don't know. I could I could hate on him. I to- yeah, I could totally, uh, totally pass him up. Uh, Tom Hanks. Someone described him as the only person who could drunkenly punch out a nun in an alley and the world would wonder, damn, what was wrong with that nun? (laughs) You know what? You're right. He's right. (laughs) You'd you'd probably wonder, what was that nun talking about made him so angry? I tried to hate on him uh, about five or six years ago when he denied our request for an interview with the Mayflower Marathon and his uh, people got back saying he was so busy. Now, meanwhile, this guy's walking up to weddings on beaches every chance he gets. But he doesn't have a chance for a five-minute phone call with the Bax and O'Brien show. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, and and I tried to kind of shame him online, and all these people were like, no, you can't do that. It's Tom Hanks. The hell you can't. He knocked his tooth out with a rock.
0: You know, when we have Peter Sc- the late Peter Scolari here in the studio, we were asking him questions about Tom Hanks. Uh-huh. I think he started to cry, if I'm not mistaken. Like, burst out in tears. Like, jealous of Tom Hanks. Like, Tom Hanks did him dirty. No, I don't think I don't think he could do that. Am
1: I thinking of it somebody else? I think you're thinking of somebody Maybe I'm else. I'm thinking of somebody else. Uh, Mr. Rogers. Anybody who says anything bad about him is a monster, and I don't want to associate with them. Well, I'm sure he uh, he had his faults. You know, they used
0: to make fun of Mr. Rogers. You know, yeah. they used to accuse him of being kind of like, uh, you know, a little sketchy. But anyone made a joke about Mr. Rogers, didn't do it, and felt comfortable with it. But they always felt guilty about making a joke about Mister Rogers. Yeah, that's true. Like I can't believe I'm saying a joke about Mister Rogers. The guy's, the guy's a soft-hearted man.
1: That was actually one of my first comedy bits. Was a joke about Mister Rogers. And I bet that one over like a like a big fat turd. Actually, it was pretty funny because it was tying in the court. My father died around the same time that Mister Rogers did of almost virtually the same thing, and uh, it was uh, it was like it was funny cancer jokes about that.
0: You know, that's almost as comical as that Eric Clapton joke he told a few minutes ago. What are you
1: talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, and Robin Williams, uh, somebody said, if I found out uh, someone genuinely hated him as a person and it wasn't just aI don't care for his movie situation, I don't think I'd be able to continue knowing that individual. That's a huge red flag. <sighs> there are uh, well, again, yeah, I don't it, it, to, to, to physically to to mentally hate somebody just because of
0: who they are. I know. I mean there's listen, I don't there's a handful of celebrities that I don't particularly care for. Nobody on that list are among those people. Uh
1: and you know what? That backs is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. I uh, things to do and when- And now, Vax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, Outdoor Power Headquarters, Steel, Ego, and Craftsman, Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey,
0: good morning sports fans, how the heck are you? Hey, remember when former LA Clippers owner Donald Sterling was just about the worst human being in professional sports ownership? And you remember when his then-mistress secretly recorded conversations to prove that he was a disgusting, hate-fueled racist and misogynist? And then do you remember when the NBA imposed a lifetime ban on the guy, fueling a series of lawsuits that were bogged down in the courts for many years to come? Well, guess what? Donald Sterling was yesterday's hate-spewing racist. Today's discriminating bigot is Robert Sarver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, whose arrogant sexism and cultural insensitivities are every bit as appalling, only without the lifetime ban, at least not yet. Yesterday, ESPN published a report in which they conducted interviews with nearly 70 former employees of the Phoenix Suns, all confirming the toxic work environment that Robert Sarver has established over the last 17 years. The allegations include the freewheeling use of racial epithets, sexually inappropriate language, there's even a corroborated incident in which Sarver proudly showed off a picture of his wife in a bikini while bragging about her many prodigious sexually explicit talents. Of course, Sarver and his attorneys deny most of these allegations. He does admit to having at least one maybe two conversations in which the n-word may have been used in a slightly off-putting tone but that's only half the problem as i see it folks if i were to distribute provocative pictures of my wife in swimwear around the office and openly discuss certain details of what we do together in our alone time a lifetime ban from the office would become the least of my problems Robert Sarver, on the other hand, just empowered Mrs. Sarver the right to suspend her husband's access to any further physical activity for the rest of his life, and deservedly so. You see, being an inappropriate jerk has lots of consequences, and nearly all of them are not very pleasant, as Mr. Sarver is just about to find out. Bottom line is, if you simply must be a jackass, don't bring it to the office. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You wake up every morning, you get ready for work, you put on your Carhartts, and boom, it's game on. You're ready to do real work. Not like what I'm doing here, but real work. Get it done in Carhartt Durable Workwear, which you'll find at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back, that's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at
1: 610 and Led Zeppelin to Rock 102. Really nice weekend on tap. We got uh, today, mostly sunny with a high of 51. Tomorrow, more of the same with a high of 52. And then partly cloudy on Sunday with a high of 54. It's 28 in downtown Springfield. You know, uh, I got some people coming over uh, the weekend. Oh, um, you do? My kid's birthday, you know. Oh, that's right. Going on, right? Right, right. It almost didn't happen. Why? Almost. So uh, Wednesday morning, you know, I'm 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 on the air when my kids are going to school here. Right? Yeah, here okay. I'm on the air. Yeah, no, I'm at a different radio. Well, I don't station. know what you do in your spare time. Well, I'm on uh, ninety eight five and uh, laser ninety nine three every <laughs> once in a while. Um, that's our new thing around here. Yeah, right. Uh, so I, I'm on the air, and I and I get to, I have my sister. My sister in law takes care of my kids in the morning. You know, to to get them off to school, make sure they're you know they're sure. all ready to rock and roll. And uh, so she sends me a text. It was probably about, I don't know, quarter to nine. We're still on the air, and I see the text message saying, hey, uh, hey, hey, buddy doesn't feel good. Okay, what's wrong with buddy? Well, she's got a stuffy nose. Okay. Okay. Well, let's see if she can, uh, you know, can hack it out for the rest of the day. You know, she, any other, because I said, is there any other symptoms? You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, she said she no. T- taste and smell. Yeah, or- she checked her temperature. She, you know, did all that stuff. No other symptoms uh, other than maybe an upset stomach. And I said, okay, well, that could be just from the stress of the, you know, I don't want to go to school. Not not that I don't want. Well, there's that, too. But sure. Because uh, yeah, no, no kid would try to manipulate themselves out of no, going to school. No, no, no. So uh, I guess they got to the school. And then before they even got out of the car, it was decided, okay, well, this isn't going to work out for her today. So she was going to stay home. Okay. Sure. So my sister-in-law, she brings her back home, and then uh, I leave here, and I go home, and uh, uh, the, the school nurse calls and says, Hey, how's uh, how's Buddy doing? We're just uh, checking in. We noticed she wasn't here today. And I said, well, I said, uh, she's got a stuffy nose and a little bit of a stomachache. Whee! <laughs> With a, with we a went, red flag shooting we, out of the phone? We went from DEFCON 5 to DEFCON 1. Wow. Because everything needed to be dropped. This kid needs to go get a PCR test, not a rapid test, a PCR test, right? <laughs> okay. So I said, okay, and she can't return to school and, you know, until uh, 24, what, whatever it was. 24 uh, to 48 hours, depending when uh, it, it comes back. How long it takes to get back. So I said, Okay, fine. We'll go do this because we need to do this because you got to make sure that you're not contagious. Well, you don't want to be the jerk that sends your,
0: uh, your unvaccinated child to school, right?
1: No. And then I'm like, well, I can't, you know, and if, if, if she is positive, I clearly can't have anybody over here and we can't go and do anything anyway, you know? Well, that's right. So, uh, I said, okay. And so then, you know, the nurse says, well, you could uh, take her down to MedExpress down in uh, Westfield, you know, the jiffy lube of the doctor's offices. (laughs) And uh, so, I called the the MedExpress place and I said, uh, you know, what's the deal with getting a test there? Because my other option was the Eastfield Mall, which is almost an hour away from my house. Sure. Westfield's only 20 minutes, and then the lady was like, "Ah, you know what? We're opening registration in about 20 minutes. And I'm like, that's how long it's going to take me to get down there. That's perfect. So you have to sit in the parking lot, call the MedExpress place, and then register while you're on the phone. When I get there, it's a two to three hour wait. What? Yeah. Come on. And I'm like, there's nobody even in the parking lot. (laughs) What are they waiting for? I have no idea. I think there's all these people that are signed up to get tested, and then you know, later on, hearing from another friend of mine, she said, yeah, actually, I waited there like three hours to get the test. And I'm thinking, I'm not waiting here two to three hours to get this test. You got a sick kid to uh, deal with. They don't want to be in the car a little and, period of time. And meanwhile, it's it's almost, it's like, uh, it's like quarter to 12 at this point, right? Sure. So I said, you know what? I'm just going to bite the bullet and I'll ride over to the Eastfield Mall. We'll get it done. I know we've been there before. We had one. Uh, done about a month ago, uh, you know, f- to make sure that we were clear then too, because sure. you're running into different people or whatever. So we uh, we drive all the way to the Eastfield Mall, and then as I'm like, and it was very quick. I, I would have to say I don't think I waited more than twenty minutes in that line. It's like they were very efficient with the way they they did that. Well, there's less. There's also a whole lot less people in those lines now. There is a lot less people on the lines, but, he, like, you know, uh, I think it the, when we went three weeks ago, that took a little bit longer. You know, it's it's just, it depends on what day you're going and who's getting tested.
0: What what happens to the first guy that shows up to that CVS location? Are they still making him wait two to three hours?
1: See, that's what I, I don't understand.
0: Because you were, like, right there when it first <laughs> opened, right? That's what you, you said. Yes, and I don't understand why this, whatever.
1: i it's beyond my control. It's nonsensical. It's it's, it's, it's part yeah. of the system. You can't fight the system. And listen, my my goal is to make sure that this kid gets tested and that we all get tested, actually. Because, but my mind was set on just this one child getting tested. Well, as we're in line to the to get tested, maybe two car lengths away, the school calls again and says, "Hey, by the way, uh, your other daughter, she's got the same symptoms." She's got to go get tested, too. Oh, I love it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? So by the time we get through the testing line, I'm like, well, I'm going to have to come back here now to get this done. Well, by the time the arrangement for the ride to meet me... You know, from my sister in- law, which was who was nice enough to go get my other <laughs> daughter and you know, bring you know, bring her to meet me, right? It's now like almost two ten. And the Eastfield Mall closes at three o'clock. There's no possible way that I would make it over there, even if you had five minutes to spare because I didn't want to risk being turned away because of I'm sure at some point they say, okay, we know how long it's going to take from this point. Testing will be closed for the day. I'm just assuming that's how that works. If I'm wrong, I could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't want to take the chance of doing that. Call the pediatrician's office, and they're like, "Well, you know what? There's this place in Holyoke that the, at the War Memorial Building that has walk-up testing." <laughs> Boom! We're going to the War Memorial, right? <laughs> so now you got two different. Now I got tested as well. Sure. While I was at the Eastfield Mall, because I said, "Screw it! You know, it's better to be unsafe than sorry," kind of thing, and. So we get the, uh, the test results when uh, uh, we we'll go get tested in Holyoke for, the, for the other, my other daughter. So then we come back, and, uh, of course, now it's like, well, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything right. because if you are infected, you don't want to risk infecting anybody else. So you just got to go home. Right. So then I'm like, you know, uh, calling. I wasn't trying to, like, start, a, uh, start anything. I'm just telling, like, immediate people that we've come in contact with, hey, you know, this is is a possibility. And we're waiting on it. Yeah. And we're waiting on it. So, Uh, obviously, I wasn't here yesterday because I had to stay home. Uh, And then uh, about 11 o'clock in the morning, I get my test results. Right? Yeah. But I don't get buddies, which worries me. Because that's the one you really wanted. That's the one I really wanted. So, uh, meantime, I'm trying to get the test results, but I'm locked out of the account (laughs) because I couldn't remember what the password was for the previous time that I went. Yeah. So, you you can't just, you could reset it online, but I couldn't remember the answer to the question that I had set up. Oh, for crying out loud. So, I'm like, oh, for God's sake. So, I have to call this place now. And I had to use two different email addresses because you can only use one email address associated with one person, which I found out, I guess that's not true. I think you can use the same, whatever. So, but I'm trying to unlock these accounts. And then uh, the lady on the phone's like, well, I only see your results. I don't see your daughter's results. And I'm like, oh my God. A couple hours later, about one o'clock, I get the results from my oldest daughter. The one who really did. Oh, and that was the other thing. She didn't even have those symptoms, but because she was, but because, because she's she was, living there. Yes, but they're in two different schools because one's in elementary and one's in middle school. Oh my so God. Yeah. there's a lost in translation kind of thing going on between the nurses at the school. Now, I'm not blaming anybody. This this whole thing is chaotic to begin with. The people at the school are working very hard. You can't place blame on them because they're following protocol.
0: Yeah, and you also can't talk about it on a radio show in case someone listens and realizes that you're angry at them.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be showing up at that school and then uh, having them giving me the stink eye. No, no not, about me? not with your adorable little daughters but in that listen, school all day. I, I appreciate the job that they do at the school. Uh, but uh, I didn't get the results from my youngest daughter until like, what time was that that I texted you? Was that? It was like late in the afternoon. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It was very late in the afternoon, and uh, that's when I was like, whoo So they're okay. They're all negative. We're
0: all all negative. When did I Thank get God, your me. When did I get your text yesterday?
1: It was It was late in the day. It was like three, maybe maybe four. Yeah, yeah,
0: uh, Yes, it was. Yeah. It was uh, very very late. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, everyone's going through the same thing, though. I mean, when you think about it, you got kids in multiple schools, yeah, and you know, one kid has a, even the most mildest of symptoms, whatever it might be. Everyone's bugging out because nobody wants to bring it back to school, and you know, you're you're one guy trying to coordinate all this stuff. It's very complicated.
1: It is very complicated. I mean, I do have help from my from my family uh, to help me out with this all this stuff, but it's uh, it's nerve wracking to think that you could be infected with this whole thing and. You know? You know what? The the first thing I did though before I even texted you or the boss. No. I made vaccine appointments for my kids. So they're getting vaccinated this there you weekend. Go. Good. Because now kids are eligible to get the vaccine from ages five to eleven. Good for you. And I highly recommend that you do it. Yeah. Because
0: no one needs no one needs to go through the regular you know, three different locations you had to deal with, right? Yeah. The CBS. Eastfield Mall, and the Walmart. Martins. Well, the
1: CVS... Uh, no, it was the MedExpress. It was the MedExpress. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, I didn't even deal with the MedExpress. I wasn't even going to give them the time of day. You know well, all they were going to give you was two hours oh, of your were, day. Well, two to three hours. Well, they was, sorry. Take
0: away time. three hours of your day.
1: You know, and, and the thing is, like, you, you can hear... When I'm calling to make this, you know, this registration thing on the MedExpress mm-hmm. uh, line, you can hear some, like... Karen in the back room going, it's going to be two to three hours. And then you're going hear the person going, I'm sorry, it's going to be two to three hours. Like, there's th- the slag boss... <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the PR person trying to be nice to you about it, but you can hear the the yeah in the background.
0: I don't I don't understand the 2 or 3 hour thing. That, you know, you're talking about a, a quick test that takes all of 5 seconds.
1: Well, it, but,
0: but, and and 3 of those seconds are just taking
1: the swab out of its packaging. Well, I'm guessing that it's probably a lack of staff issue and it's probably only a finite number of people that are allowed to give that test because you have to be certified, qualified, whatever the hell you got to do to be the person to administer that test. But, yeah, two to three hours? That know seems excessive.
0: When you think about it, it's not a complicated thing to do. You could hand somebody their own test and yeah. say, stick this in your nostril, swab it around, try to touch your brain if you can, yeah. and then put that swab into this container. Put it back in there. Put it back in, and then yeah. bring it back to us when you're done. That shouldn't be real complicated to do. You don't need to have people in, in a line for two or three hours. If it's really a, a, a test that if you've had it done, you kind of know what to expect and how to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like you're asking surgery, like you've seen like a open heart surgery done on video. And so you should be able to do it yourself. It's not like you're learning something on YouTube. It's a simple
1: nasal swab. Yeah, but even if there was a video instructing you how to do it on YouTube, I would watch that and welcome the instruction there. Sure, but that shouldn't take you two or three hours.
0: <sighs> That's, well, good I thing don't understand that at all. We're all
1: negative. Well, but I'm, goodness. But I'm positive. For awesomeness, yeah! <laughs> <That's> the, <laughs>
0: that is so true. Mm-hmm. It's 624 on Rocco Notes. It's 627 with and O'Brien to Rock 102.
1: Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 52. It's 28 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Uh, coming up uh, later on, the uh, I've said it before, the uh, the godfather of Springfield comedy. Maybe it's uh, maybe that's false to say, but you know it, I just said it, so there you go. Uh, Marty Caproni will be joining us after 7 o'clock. He's not that good. No, he's not that good. But as far as uh, you know, having a guy he's, who's been around, he's
1: the best of what's around. He's here. the
0: best. He's <laughs> the only guy we got going on. So yes, uh, Marty Caproni after seven o'clock.
1: And with that, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell
0: me what's fun. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Joke and brought to you by Gary Romhunday. Get three years complimentary maintenance at Gary Romhunday, Whiting Farms Road, in Holyoke, and that's no
1: joke. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. <laughs> Springfield's Classic Rock. What do you call it when the pizza boy shows up while you're banging a prostitute? I don't know. What do you call it when a pizza boy shows
0: up when you're banging a prostitute? Food for thought. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you get it. Thought and thought sound the same. <laughs> yes, I <totally> get it.
0: <laughs> kind of get it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Booyah!
1: and <Backson> O'Brien <laughs> on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. The products from Xfinity just keep getting better and better. One of my favorite.
0: 632 with Baxson O'Brien, Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by the North Atlantic State's Carpenters Union. It's time to build. Learn more at nasrcc.org. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Well,
1: thanks, Bass. Well,
0: you're very welcome, Steve. I'm happy to do it. Happy to introduce you.
1: A woman from Williamsburg is being charged with motor vehicle homicide in connection with the death of a bicyclist who died after being hit by a car in Northampton. According to the Northwestern DA's office, spokeswoman Lori Loiselle, 23-year-old Haley Kelly Charette is being arraigned uh, today in Northampton District Court in connection with the death of 69-year-old Charles Braun. The investigation revealed uh, Kelly Charette failed to stop for a stop sign and was using FaceTime while driving. At around 4.15 p.m. on October 6, Charles Braun of Northampton was hit by a car near the intersection of Woodlawn Avenue and Elm Street. Braun was taken to Cooley Dickinson Hospital, where it was confirmed that he died. <sighs> FaceTime while driving? Yeah. Loiselle uh, said that uh, Kelly Charette was uh, driving south on Woodlawn when she engaged in a 53-second FaceTime conversation with a friend. Her attention was also drawn to the one-year-old daughter who was crying in the back seat. She failed to come to a complete stop at Woodlawn's intersection with Elm and struck Struckbronn. Kelly Charette called 911 and remained at the location. Uh, the New York, uh, Northampton Police, Mass State Police, and along with the DA's office uh, are investigating uh, the incident. Um that's not a good idea. No, in fact, if I were to
0: initiate a FaceTime conversation and realize the person on the other line was driving a car, I would say, "Hey, I'll call you back later." Yeah, that's what I would do.
1: Now I've seen I've seen a lot of banter about this online, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very stupid to be doing something like that. Uh, but the people, you know, you know, you get the oh, this woman should be, you know, yeah. stoned to death or whatever. Here's the thing. She's not the only one out there doing that. No. You know how many people I drive by or drive behind, and you think, this guy must be drunk. And then you finally get a chance to pass them. They're not drunk. They're having a FaceTime conversation. Or they're texting, or they're doing something else, not looking at the road. You know, uh, he without sin shouldn't cast the first stone. Or should, he should, should uh, yeah. He without sin, he without sin, he cast the, the first sin, stone. I can't remember. You know what I'm getting at. Yeah, it was like he yeah. without sin cast the first stone. There's no should. Or she if it's a she or uh, no. they if they're non binary. Right. Uh, we it can uh, do whatever. Well, the, kind the of
0: pronouns thing. of this kind of thing, I'm still trying to learn. Uh,
1: but come on. You know, it's a stupid idea, and there's way too many people out there doing it. Way too many people. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm actually surprised there aren't more accidents because of this kind of thing.
0: Well, the thing is, I mean, if you were to count them all up, you'd probably be stock- You'd probably be stunned by how many there really are. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if most accidents aren't a result of this kind of thing.
1: Uh, starting next year, anyone with a learner's permit seeking a Massachusetts driver's license will need to bring a vehicle for the road test. What? <laughs> Isn't... This hasn't that always been the case? You mean I'm supposed to drive too? Well, I saw this headline and it says, you know, it says anyone with a, uh, anyone seeking a license in 2022 will be required to bring their own vehicle. And I was like, wasn't that already the case?
0: Well, well, I, I remember when I was a, when I was a youth, I believe I used my mother's car. Okay. So, it's, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's always kind of been that way. But there were also kids that would go in the car from, like, the, the driver's ed school. Yeah. yeah. Maybe they would use that one. You know, the one, the one where the instructor has their own
1: emergency brake in case something really bad happens. Yeah. I, uh, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, why, 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 I never took the mass driver's test here. I had a license in New York State. So I was already licensed to just tra- kind of transferred it, but I had to use my own car for that as well and then they have a proctor that comes in the car with you. And uh I'm surprised I even got my license cuz that guy wanted to fail me so bad cuz I almost failed to yield the right of way. Jeez. I know. I was at an intersection and there was a car. Surprised he didn't have you arrested for something <laughs> well, like that. Well, because he's like I'm ready to turn left and there's a car there's an oncoming car uh you know at the intersection. But it was far enough back, and I start to turn, and he goes, "Oh, stop! What are you doing?" It was like, "What's that? What's that skit with the bomb technician who's like uh, who's on edge all the time? What was it? What am I thinking of?" I <laughs> but it was just like, "Whoa, dude, calm down!" Kind of like the uh, the Seinfeld episode with the Moil, and he's like he's trying to explain to me about the right away, and I'm like, "Yeah, I know," but I said. There was plenty of time for me to take this <laughs> yes. turn. You know. like how much yielding must I do? Yeah, I've been driving with my drunk dad for the last uh, 15 years, pal. <laughs> this ain't You're my like- first... To say my first dog and pony show, you yeah. Know.
0: Listen, I've, I've
1: gotten my dad home safely hundreds of times,
0: thousands of times, uh, underage without a license or a permit. Started when I was only five years old, and
1: I'm still alive today and sold to the old man. Thank uh, God. But he, but he, but he didn't fail me. He actually he gave me like this like lesson. I think because I parallel parked so well. I have to say I have a very good parallel parking skills. Do you? I do. I can, I can eye that like nobody's business, I, even you know, with a big truck like I got. I got to tell you, of all the things that I
0: do in the car, yeah. that's also my specialty. Is the parallel parking. I can parallel park pretty
1: damn close, yeah. pretty, pretty good. Um, so then I'm reading this article, and I'm thinking, well, didn't they already have cars? Well, I found out since June of 2020, with COVID-19, the RMV has deployed a fleet of Massachusetts-owned vehicles for road tests. Those vehicles... We're cleaned and sanitized on a regular basis, so you can bring your own dirty car back to the RMV, uh, back to the the way it used to be. Well, the there you day, go, reliving the days of yesteryear. <laughs> I don't know if I really want to go back to yesteryear, you know. And you can't have a not that anybody really has one anymore, but you can't bring a manual transmission vehicle to the RMV to take your road test with. Which I seem it seems you kind can't? of I don't think you can. I think it has to be an automatic transmission. Wow, because I mean, you know,
0: back when I was a kid, almost nobody had an automatic transmission.
1: Right. Most cars had uh, yeah. manual transmission, and only the rich people had the the automatics. Yeah, we didn't have
0: that. We were yeah.
1: we were poor, poor. We
0: were very very we were very poor. poor.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, oh, an automatic!
1: How how hoity toity these people are! But I want to know more about these uh, fleet of Massachusetts own vehicles for road tests. Like we spent all this money just to get cars so people couldn't get COVID. I don't. I don't really know. I I, I again.
0: I think I took my mother's car. Uh, and I think I failed the first time in her car. But I got it on the second, uh, the third round, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, they're all because you know I hate to say it, and yeah, uh, you know, there's a there's a load of sexism that uh, I don't know if uh, a lot of people realize. You know, when you're a teenage boy, uh, you're you're judged in a negative way, and, oh, and really? quite fr- quite frankly, I think it's sexist. Yeah, you know, it's they, they assume that if you're a, a young boy trying to get his license, that you're somehow you know irresponsible or. Uh, you know, scatterbrained or, you know, not uh, emotionally developed what? enough to drive a car. It's all sexism. As a as a man myself, I'm I, you know, I I bristle at uh, the, the amount of sexism that I endure on a day to day basis. You
1: bristle. Do I you? do. I bristle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Most most boys are at that age are irresponsible to drive a vehicle.
0: Steve, that is a fallacy. That is a uh, that is a misnomer. It's not true. A lot of very, very intelligent, well-put-together, thoughtful young boys at the age of
1: 16 learning to drive. They can drive as good as anybody else. Well, I beg to defer with you. That's what I heard a woman on Mori say. I beg to defer. I beg to defer. I beg to defer. Oh, okay, so you're passing it back to the uh, father of your child. Is that what you're doing? That's what she was doing on right. the Marty show. And that's when they
0: revealed the results, that he was not the father.
1: Uh, California's Long Beach City College will allow homeless students to sleep in their vehicles at a secure on-campus parking structure overnight. Save them a bundle and we room and board. School officials announced on Monday the pilot's safe parking program is the only known program of its kind in the region at a community college, uh, LBCC officials said in a news release. It's meant to help unhoused students at the college, which has at least 70 students sleeping in their cars each night. You're really going to pay... How bad do you need to go to college that you're willing to sleep in a parking garage overnight? Now, granted, they have access to restrooms. True. And they have access to showers. There must be some sort of thing set up where they have access to, to you know, Well, the realities of
0: it are, <clears throat> because you know, I have two kids in college, and I and I believe we talked about this at length, and and, and mm-hmm. neither of my two college-age kids are willing to go this route, um, room and board costs to colleges are very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, while, you know, theoretically, uh, the cost to park your car uh, at a college or university parking lot is very expensive, too, it is less than room and board. So you would be saving money if you could convince your kid to stay in a car in a parking lot during their semester rather than take uh, time to, you know, buy a meal plan or live in a dormitory. Had I known today... Uh, or then, what I know today about the cost of college, I would have found a way to be homeless during my entire five and a half years of college.
1: I think you were saying. I think you were trying to say, if I knew then what I knew today, or then now, how does it go? Three. Right. A it, bird in the hand is worth. I knew what I knew then, now, and a penny saved is a penny earned. Yes. Well put. Exactly my thought. And I just thinking, you know, you know if I'm doing a comparison
0: to cost comparison uh, homelessness in the car for college credit makes more sense than living in a dormitory and just you know you know
1: sucking up your parents money. That should be a sociology uh, credit right there. Because, Absolutely, uh, sociology class. You can learn about the homelessness problem in this country. You by, should get uh, at, at least consider it a uh, a credit grabbing internship. Participating students would also get help from college staff to find more long term stable housing, according to the LBCC. Oh, uh, hey, uh, professor, did you find me any uh, housing today? Oh, I looked on Airbnb this morning. Ain't nothing around in the ten mile radius. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're gonna have to just sleep in your car. A uh, former truck driver refused to do a breathalyzer test because he was a ginger. 50-year-old Kenneth McDickens. He's such a bet. That's the
3: truth.
1: Was traced by uh, police. This is in England, by the way, so if I say any of these English words, he was a lorry driver. I said truck driver. That's close enough. Yeah. Was traced by police on March 12th of this past year. He had been uh, reported after crashing into... uh, bollards outside of a property in Glasgow. Uh, The driver initially refused a breath test at the scene. Being brought into police custody, (coughs) McDickens was asked for a second time and failed to comply, stating, because I'm a ginger. McDickens pled guilty at Glasgow Sheriff Court, failing to provide two breath specimens for analysis. The court heard the driver, who has short black hair, so he's not a ginger. No, he's not. He's not a ginger. It was behind the wheel at 10.55 p.m. The prosecutor said a witness heard a, a loud bang outside her property and looked outside. She saw a vehicle had crashed into bollards and a, saw, saw a man leave before contacting the police. McDickens was traced to his home 30 minutes later where he was deemed to be under the influence of alcohol. So a right,
0: couple questions. First yeah. of all, is this guy so full of self-hatred and loathing that he may have dyed
1: his red hair black? Maybe. All he, right. he was asked to get uh, again to provide two samples of breath for analysis, but he refused to do so. He said his reason was because I'm a ginger.
0: All right. Here's my second question. Yeah. Uh, does the blood alcohol content of an adult male yeah differ for a redheaded man than it would for someone with a different hair
1: color? Well, maybe because redheaded people have no soul and they suffer from a condition called gingivitis gingivitis I believe is a gum disease no gingervitis, not gingivitis oh, Gingervitis. my
0: mistake but I don't know if uh, soullessness necessarily has anything to do with uh, how your body uh absorbs alcohol into the bloodstream I, I don't I mean no. I've never I've never heard any uh, real data on that I'm willing to try it and get a yeah. room full of redheads we'd love to uh, get you all bombed and see how we do in the breathalyzer That'd be a great idea. It would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well you need a control group. You need like a bunch of brunettes and a bunch of blondes to get them all together. We'll uh you'll have like uh, we'll have margarita night. See how it works out. I think
1: that would be a great idea. Okay. <laughs> well, we get the you? party planning committee together on Let's that. Let's work one. on that. McDickens was arrested and in reply to his caution in charge he stated, I'm a scumbag. Well now that one I believe. Well see, at least he, he finally admitted that uh, you know, this wasn't gonna be working out for him. <laughs> you know, you know, a really uh, quick, funny story about the uh, the whole gingivitis thing. Yeah. I've said that before on the air, and this is going back a few years ago. I've said that before about people with red hair and how they have no soul. and I just think it's kind of funny because sure. most of them are very, very white. They have lots of freckles, and they have red hair, and they just look like they have no soul. Right, sure, I guess. So I was, uh, I was, I I said that, and then we were also talking about pickup trucks. And I said, well, you know, anything above like a Ford F one hundred and fifty, you have a very small penis, you know, because you you are trying to prove something. Yeah, right. So then I'm, uh, I'm standing in line at a store uh, one day, and this guy with red hair comes up to me, and he's like, "I just want to say thanks a lot. Uh, I have red hair, and I drive an F three hundred (laughs) and fifty, dick." Less, (laughs) Less, <laughs> less. He thought it was sort of funny, but I think he was kind of insulted. Yeah, by but it. you know, he's
0: probably heard it before. You know, you saying it on the radio is just like you know, just
1: you know, pouring salt on a wound. He's yeah. already got the wound. And I turned around to him and I said, "I'm sorry. Uh, I feel like there's a dickless redhead." <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, going to be mostly sunny with a high of 51. Tomorrow, more of the same. And even Sunday, going to be nice and uh, partly cloudy with a high of 53. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. oh yeah.
0: Classic Rock. It's 656. And Rod
1: Stewart on Rock 102. Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Uh, tomorrow, a uh, high of 52. And Sunday, a uh, high of 53. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: It's, uh, it's hard to believe, but... Uh, Uh, the Mayflower Marathon is just a couple weeks away. Like it's uh, around the corner and everything. In Uh, fact, it starts on Monday, November 22nd. 52 hours of broadcasting as we raise food and cash for the Springfield Open Pantry. We gotta do that again? Yeah, no, we do it every year, and if we don't do it every year, then about thirty thousand families aren't going to get fed. So, uh,
1: okay, well, they don't need us to be fed. I mean, we could uh, we could set somebody else up to do this. Well, the thing is, two hours is a long time. Yeah,
0: I know, but you know, it, it's uh, it's kind of a big deal, and and if we don't do it, it's hard for them to do the things that they I'm, need to do.
1: I mean, I have food to eat. I, uh, you know, I have uh, things to prepare for yeah, Thanksgiving. Right. Well, now I have to um, sit there for fifty-two hours and try to raise food for other people. What about my do, needs? How do I say that uh, this uh, properly? That's too freaking bad
0: uh, for you because uh, everyone else yeah. is uh, operating on the same timetable. But the Mayflower Marathon begins Monday, November twenty-second. Six. It ends the twenty-second. I should say it ends oh, on the twenty-fourth. Yeah, I'm there, extending extending it a week. Yeah. Uh, at the South Lot of the Basketball Hall of Fame. The goal is to fill three 48-4 for, uh, for trailers with non-perishable foods. Last year, while we were uh, stuck in the studio for the Mayflower Marathon, we raised over $140,000 in cash. We're still raising cash, and you can make your donation at rock102.com. Thanks to all of our many sponsors, and there's a whole bunch of them, including Big Y World Class Markets, Capital Moving and Storage, Manny's Appliances, Xfinity, Camping World of West Hatfield, it's uh, you can get all the details at rock102.com. It's the Mayflower Marathon brought to you by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements, Liberty Bank, and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock.
1: So the uh, the Godfather is uh, is in the building.
0: See that's how you know I mean yeah. I'm only saying that because I don't see anybody else in the area working as hard to fashion himself a comedian like Marty Caproni does. I don't see anybody doing it. No huh. one's got that kind of uh, that kind of effort.
1: I don't know about how hard he's actually working. Listen, even even an inch of effort is still more than most people are doing. I've known Marty for uh, what fifteen years now, maybe maybe a little longer. Yeah, uh, right. Phew, the guy's never lifted a finger in his life, <laughs> no, just
0: the middle one. Yeah, only and only when that's necessary. So, uh, yeah, Marty will be in the studio in just a few minutes. He's actually got a couple of shows coming up that we'll uh, talk about and some other things, too. It's 6.59 on Rock 102. New England Patriots football. Every game, every play. Only
1: on Rock 102. Hey. This Sunday, the 7th, the Patriots are at Carolina. This is Carla Kazenzi reminding you not to miss the Country Hyundai Patriots pregame show. And now... Max's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta.
0: Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, remember a few days ago when Marcus Smart of the Celtics pointed out there were a few of his younger teammates who were not aware that sharing the basketball with other members of your team was actually an acceptable practice under NBA rules? And you remember me telling you that the following a uh, player-only team meeting, both Jason and Tatum and Jalen Brown were brought to speed in how passing basketballs to other people might actually help the team win occasional basketball games. Well, guess what? Since that meeting the other night, the Celtics have now won two games in a row, and you're not going to believe how they did it. Last night, the Celtics pounded the Miami Heat 95-78, not by allowing Jason and Jalen to score every single point, but by spreading it around a little bit and letting everybody have a chance to play basketball, too. I mean, it doesn't take more than half a second with the box score to see that Jalen Brown only scored 17 points and Jason Tatum had 10. What really leaps out at you is that each one of these guys managed to, to cough up a pair of assists. And they were able to get points out of other guys like Al Horford with 10 or 9 points from Marcus Smart. Even guys on the bench got into it too! Like Dennis Schrader and Aaron Nesmith and Romeo Langford all scoring in double digits. Two of those guys typically score between 5 and 0 points per game. All of a sudden the Celtics are starting to look like a team that's almost playing at a professional level. Now I know I may be getting ahead of myself since we're only 9 games into the regular season. But you can't start discovering those basic fundamentals too soon. Hell, when I used to play basketball, I always passed to the to the other guys, especially the ones who are more athletic than me. In that particular case, I had 11 guys to choose from. Jalen and Jason, on the other hand, have just discovered that some of those guys in the team bus also know how to play basketball, and that perhaps Marcus is Smart is a whole lot smarter than either one of them thought, since everything he says appears to have come true. Of course. We'll see how they do tomorrow night against Dallas, but that's almost a full 24 hours away. But hey, you're on my yappin' sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Pull up the Rockies November sales flyer on your phone or on your computer. It's loaded with bargains like the Craftsman Pancake Air Compressor or the Aaron and Snow Thrower or Weber Gas Grill. They're all on sale. What's on sale right now? You'll find out by going to rockies.com. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch.
2: 102,
1: Springfield's Classic Classic Rock. Rock.
0: Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 714 and Bon Jovi on Rock 102.
1: Going to be a nice weekend, uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 51, tomorrow 52, and Sunday 53. It's 27 right now in downtown
2: Springfield.
0: It's been entirely too long since we had the godfather of local comedy uh, in the studio. It's good to see you. Marty Caproni, how are you? <laughs> good. The backs great. How are you? Good. I mean, I gave you that title a, a long time ago, and, and 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 not because you deserved it, but like I don't <laughs> think anyone else has uh, ever worked as hard to bring any comedy here other than you you know
2: it's funny uh, saying it now uh, looking back i mean nagel was saying we've known each other 15 years that nagel was my first uh, intro into this uh, really
1: how about that wow know. so you're, you're like the uh, the colonel tom parker over there aren't yeah. you and now the pupil becomes the teacher <laughs> oh, <God>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah nagel nagel dragged me up to almost any show that you could uh, you could imagine uh, i think the last one i did he asked me just to come to the show And the owner of the establishment got drunk, uh, was on medication because his mother had died... (laughs) Started crying about it. Uh, at the same time, the I think it was the Philadelphia Flyers uh, won game seven that everyone was watching on TV. <laughs> right, The uh, headliner got in an argument with uh, the owner, and then I just heard Steve call my name from the back of the room <laughs> as I was doing my eighth shot. As I was doing my eighth shot, and I had to run up on stage and and, and bust an hour, which I, I probably had 15 minutes of uh, material at the time. I had to bust an hour out of uh, thin air. To ah, the, that sounds to but
1: you did it. You did I, it, and you did it
2: well. I did, and, and uh, we've still done, uh, you know, we don't get to see each other like we used to. You know, we used to see each other all the time. Right. I think the last gig we did was uh, right before pandemic. Uh, Steve called me for a really, uh, I mean, in the industry, we call it a real high-power gig. It was, uh, I think it was the Elks Lodge in Westfield. Ooh, right.
0: Yeah. nice rooms, yeah. nice rooms. <laughs> yeah. Good
2: stuff. Free pasta. I mean, they really went all out. So, sure, but yeah. yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that's how I started, and my my first quote unquote big break in the industry was your uh, stand up show. Uh, when you and uh, O'Brien were host were uh, judging the show at Theodore's. Oh, that's right.
0: Yeah, we. Yeah, that's right I
2: watched you break uh, twenty seven uh, budding comedians' dreams, and, uh, and then you guys picked. Well, me. Yeah, I didn't really have to break anyone's dreams.
0: I mean, the the dreams were kind of cracked to begin with. They, <laughs> they weren't. They weren't. Uh, you know, there were some. You know, like whenever you see uh, uh, you know someone on stage for the very first time. It's either hit or miss. They're either going to get a laugh, and by that I mean one laugh. One laugh. Or
2: you could hear a mouse piss on cotton from a mile away. <laughs> Well, there was a lot of mice pissing on cotton that day. <laughs> and I was the only one that maybe got two laughs. So, I forgot
1: uh, all about yep, that. That was yeah. that whole contest. We, we had to sit there, yep. and I hosted it, uh, bringing up I think failure we did it. after failure after failure. And then Marty Caproni.
2: Comes yeah, up. I think we did it two years in a row, and I think you did the the, uh, the first one. They, I, I won both, and then uh, and then they asked me to not do it anymore. They yeah. were like, can you just get some other people <laughs> to do <laughs> can it? Can we please have somebody yeah. that's got another shot at it? I felt like I was the best person at the Special Olympics. You know what I mean? Like they were like, <laughs> they were like man, this this one-legged guy can really run. Well, you know, like,
1: it's like asking Tom Brady not to play football <laughs> for, because uh, you know give somebody else a chance. Exactly. A I, I think,
2: exactly. I think a more accurate uh, than comparing me to Tom Brady. A more accurate thing would be like it's like asking the third-string practice quarterback for the Patriots to not play with the Pee Wee League. That's uh, <laughs> what it was. it's like. But uh, that was no. That was my first kind yeah. of break into the into. The the business and and uh and then we eight years
0: uh, a couple of years later we had you uh at the at uh at the max cap oh yes now the old now uh. the new uh geraldine's was well, the first time we had fitzy in town
2: this is this is true uh we had fitzy and fitzy's buddy matt mccarthy who uh was great who, great fantastic Uh, I think I got them really drunk because I remember them uh, saying they were both thrown up in a trash basket in their (laughs) hotel. Uh, I went up and bombed uh, gloriously and then Bax decided to go up and do a guest. Bax was like, I'm not going to do a guest set. I haven't done comedy in forever. And, uh, And then I bombed so bad. Bax was like, all right, let me go up, and uh, I think he had the set of the night. He was the only sober person that had jokes. Yeah. So
0: I think I think if I'm, I hadn't done it, in literally like you know, fifteen. Well, you look like a rock years. star after me. Well, yeah, it's not a criticism, but the first line I had is, "Okay, now it's time to begin the comedy portion of tonight's show." <laughs> But, but you've come a long way since then. I mean, you've—I mean—you've been doing shows. You
2: ran, you know, clubs for a while. I mean, things are things are cooking for, for Marty. Yeah, you know, I, I had a little career uh, right up until COVID. You know, I, I built until it t- up. T- I built it up. <laughs> Took it all away. I think a lot of people can uh, sympathize with this. It was about seven or eight years of uh, of building up. I got to a point where I could go out on my own. I was touring. I was with uh, Jesse May Peluso, and we still tour and stuff. And it's just that's starting to come back, but you know I got to a point where it's like hey I can do this as a job and then yeah. uh, and then, uh, you know comedy's uh, always full of surprises as life is and that's when COVID happened and uh, I found myself doing all the gigs that I did with Steve and some even uh, even worse you know I was <laughs> I it
1: was, couldn't be any worse than the ones you did with me Oh,
2: Steve I yeah. listen to me I told jokes at a farm okay uh, I was on stage <laughs> they lit a bonfire in the middle of the show like right stage center 12 feet in front of me they lit a full bonfire pallets and everything else so I'm telling jokes to a Bonfire, and then and then when I said this could not be any worse, I should quit. I felt something pulling on my leg, and I was like, "Please don't be a little kid." And I looked down, and it was a goat. It was chewing on my pant leg. <laughs> it had wandered up on stage, and that's when uh, and that's yeah. when I knew
1: that's uh, and
2: that's it. That's yep. You got to take a break,
1: but I, I got to hand it to you because uh, and you had me on one of the uh, you had to, like an Instagram interview, yeah. kind of thing that you were doing, but you were also doing these other things, which. Uh, you know, most people would probably be like, that doesn't sound interesting, but it really was. You were doing these walks through the woods (laughs) (laughs) on a live, like, Facebook live thing or an Instagram live thing, and you were just talking, and you were interacting with the people, and it I thought it was really popular, and well, people really liked it, and I enjoyed it, too, because there was nothing for anybody else to do. <laughs> That's my
2: wheelhouse, Steve. And you, <laughs> well, There's no other options for entertainment. Yeah, go, to I'm Mark, your guy. go to
1: Marty Caproni.
2: But, uh, <laughs> Listen, if you're I, listening, you need somebody for a private gig, and the uh, rent-a-donkey didn't make it, and the... Uh, <laughs> I'm your guy. But, I'm but, your, the, guy. But the best room you work is outdoors, <laughs> That's away from
1: people. Exactly but, right. but, but those walks, those talks, and those walks were 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 not only funny because you're, a, I think you're a funny guy. But you, but they were also kind of heartfelt too. And you were kind of giving your your opinion of the world and you know what's going on. And people were interacting. I thought it was a brilliant idea for you to do.
2: Uh, and I, think, I don't know why you stopped doing it. Well, let me tell you. Um, I mean the the first six months that I was doing it, you know, I was losing a lot of weight and the first six months I was doing it was more of a cry for help than anything. <laughs> uh, I was walking in the woods and and I it was like it's either this or or to just throw myself into the Chickabee River, right? So I was walking I was walking and then someone said, hey, I know you're in the Chickabee State Park. Uh, they messaged me, and they were real concerned. They're like, there's two families of bears there, and the mother bear is protective. So I don't want to see you get hurt. And I was like, that's why I'm doing this. Yes. <laughs> I'm hoping I get attacked by a bear because that's a great way to go out. You know, On the odd chance I win, like yeah. I get in a fight with a bear and I stick my thumb in its eye or whatever, I got an instant career. As soon as this thing's over, I come back. I'm the bear guy. I'm yeah. the guy who killed a bear with his bare hands. Hey,
0: if, if Connor can, uh, can yeah. hang his hat and being beat by a dog act,
2: imagine you beating a." bear. Look, not to be a pro, but to plug it, I'm with Tom Cotter this Saturday uh, coming up at uh, Thomas Hooker Brewery in Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, Look very good. I mean, you brought it up, so I had to take the opportunity. To not, a pro- not a problem. But, but it, my point was when I was doing it, I-, I needed the people watching more than they probably needed me. But I didn't realize people even enjoyed it. I was just telling Steve this because he brought it up outside. And I just mentioned it to someone the other day. I didn't realize how engaged people were with that until I stopped doing it. And then it made me feel bad. Like, like, look at you fat, you know, (laughs) you fat, useless piece of garbage. (laughs) Get back out there and start walking, you know? So then do it. What are you waiting for? Uh, You know, uh, you guys weren't wrong that I'm lazy. You know, I... uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) We didn't think we were lazy. We just said that... Compared to everybody else, you've got an inch more initiative than
2: anybody else. Well, that's all it took here. But I will say, that, you know, and, and this is a credit to Steve and to some other people, not just me, but we created a pretty good little comedy scene here in Western some real good uh, comics now coming up. Rafi Gonzalez was uh, just, uh, he was on an HBO thing. Um, you know, he he started out with me, at Cabot, Christine Blinn, Brian Plum. There's a there's a there's a there's a group of these kids that are Vec. they're they're coming up, you know. Yeah. And and uh, I like how you call them kids. Everyone's a kid. I'm so old now, dude. Everyone, <laughs> I've I've transitioned to the part of my career where it's, it's not going to happen for me, but I yeah. hope it happens for one of these people. You're well, doing. you know,
0: I mean, I've I've always I've always believed that in, in the right setting within in the right place, sure, uh, you know, you could make something happen because there's. I mean, there really has not been a long-standing comedy tradition in Springfield. No, but there's lots of talent here. That's the that's the thing that's you know, that's just kind of hard for people to understand. It's like you know they're out there. You, yep. you got to find them, and you got to be able to promote them and bring them through. So yep. you know, when you were running the cabot, I was like, man, he's getting good names here. And with every good name, there's a middle and an, and an opener. So. Yep. People are getting a little bit of work, a
2: little bit of stage time they wouldn't get in the, in, in another city. If I told somebody now, like some of the hottest, like Nate Bargatze probably one of the hottest names in comedy now. He's, he sells out 5,000 seat theaters. Every, if I told somebody you could have saw him in downtown Chicopee yep, for 15 bucks, like they would think I was crazy. But he was one of a, a lot. Tim Dillon, there's like a lot of these guys that I had come up that... I'm really, you know, I am proud of that, that 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 happened. But, um, you know, in retrospect, it's also a nice reminder of the fact that I'm still in Western Madden. humbling. You know? waiting for a bear attack. But but hey, listen, in the current in the current comedy climate, one of my favorite things to say to people when I'm on stage is uh, you know, the fact that I haven't been wildly successful with this career is also freeing because I'm uncancelable. You know, go ahead. Try to t- <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? You're gonna take all these farm gigs away from me? Go ahead. I said the wrong thing, too bad. You oh, know what I mean?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I won't be performing yeah. at the Pride Station yeah. on Riverdale Street this Tuesday night.
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not Dave Chappelle. If if I say the wrong thing and, and yeah. ten transgender people show up at a farm to protest me, I'm like that's more than the crowd. Yeah. Come on in. Watch right. the show. And it's <laughs> fine.
0: Sit, sit down. Grab <laughs> yeah, two right. drinks. You should be good. Right. right. So, uh, the, the Hooker Brewery with Tom Cotter, right? Yeah. Yep, and yep. Then you're also doing something on at the Craft uh, 32 in East I, Lumet, right? I, I, I'm
2: doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You're in the neck of the woods. Yeah. Yeah. you, should you come, by and, uh, come by and jump on stage. Uh, you know, no, no, no. no have you, know? You, know? have yeah. you gotten vaccinated? Oh, this is a great question. Uh, yeah, I, so I got listen. I got vaccinated, but uh, I, I got one shot. You know, I did, I did the Pfizer, split it down the middle. I don't know. It's a true comic. I didn't know which way this thing was going to go, and I was like, you know, I'll get one. I'll either be the smartest zombie, you know, <laughs> or the, you know. So I, I got, and I got the Pfizer, you know. And I figured, did you guys get you guys vax? Right? Are we yeah, allowed to talk yeah. about it? Sure. Right? So, uh, did you guys get the Pfizer? Is that what you got? I got the Moderna. I oh. got the Pfizer. Oh, listen, listen. All right, listen, Nagel. You're all right. I don't know what you're <laughs> thinking, Bax. Well, you got the Moderna. I got the Moderna. Uh, it's, that's the guard. That's you know. Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to get sued. So I'm just gonna say you can't talk about. I got the Pfizer. I'm a street guy. I'm not a very bright guy. But I, my logic was this: Hey, if they can make my grandpa, if they can make his his Willie work, these guys can probably do something with Corona, <laughs> right? <laughs> But Moderna, Moderna, I had, you can't, you, or am I wrong though? That's like, so no, are not wrong, right. wrong at all. Right. 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 Your 80 year old uncle's chasing around your aunt now and that's because of Pfizer. Maybe these guys got a leg up on this Corona stuff. <laughs> a third leg up. Maybe they have a third leg up on this Corona stuff. But, but the Moderna is like, that company, as far as I'm concerned, didn't exist until this pandemic. I'd never heard of it. And there was like one of those things, as soon as it came out, everyone was like, Moderna, Moderna, did you get the Moderna, 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 Moderna? And everyone just started talking about Moderna. It was like one of those Halloween stores. It just popped up. <laughs> And then you, you know, people like you were like, "I gotta get the shot." So you go get it, and it's like, you know, it, first of all, it sounds like a Spanish bodega. It belongs. It sounds like a bodega in Hoyo. You know, Moderna doesn't sound like a. It doesn't sound like a vaccine company. I did get a cob of street corn when yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah. The only one you could have done worse to me was the Johnson and Johnson. That was my favorite. All the people who got that. They were like, "I got my one Johnson and Johnson," and I was like, "I'll take my one Pfizer and over your Johnson and Johnson." They said, "Why?" I said, "That's the only company." That has managed to screw up baby powder. You know what I mean? Like that's it. <laughs> baby powder is a real. It's a real easy thing to do. Like here's some. Pow- Remember your, your parents would just pour it on you when you're a little kid. Just sure. you're covered. You look like a Pablo Escobar's kid. You know they roll you around in it. <laughs> it was baby powder. It wasn't gonna. Now all the lawsuits. Like have you? Uh, were you use baby powder? You know everyone's selling law. Lo- how do you screw that up? There's some guy working at the Johnson and Johnson factory. He's like, "Ah, oh God, I pressed the wrong button. I put the uranium in the baby powder again, boss." <laughs> yeah, that's right. Throw in the throw in the tubs and send it out there. Let's we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? And, and the company's owned by the owner of the New York Jets. How did you not know it was going to be a failure? <laughs> How did you not? Yeah, it was fine in COVID preseason, but COVID regular season's here and it sucks. <laughs> now you know, you know. Marty Caproni, it's good to see you. It's great. It's always a pleasure, Vax. i will have you pleasure. back. Yeah, definitely. Soon. Definitely. Awesome.
0: It's uh, 727 at Rock 102. The Button, a symbol of things made easier.
1: Before buttons, things were much harder
0: like pulsed it's 7.30 30 with Bax and O'Brien to rock one or two marty party's gonna hang out with the, and uh hang on, hang with us for news oh great so we'll be uh, we'll be talking with more Marty and making fun of all the news stories that sounds like a plan. yeah that's, that's fine a- with me that's fine. It's good to have you here, here by the way. Hey, it's
2: a pleasure to be here. And like I told you, I have nothing going on, so I'm more than happy to, uh, to sit in for the news. You know what? We don't have anything going on. That's why we invited you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, we need something for Friday. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. had a
1: guest every day this week, except for today.
2: It, was, it was this, or I pick up a job at the Dunkin' Dunkin' drive through messing up everyone's order. So I figured this is uh, this seems like a This is probably more stable. Yeah. yeah. Than yeah. <laughs> we got news coming up next to Rock 102.
0: If New England's starting quarterback throws a touchdown, you could win a cup. Couple- 734, we're back O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special offer. Here's local radio icon, Steve Nagle.
1: Thanks, Bax. Another restaurant in the area will be closing its doors this month. November 21st will be the last day to enjoy a meal at 911 Burgers and Dogs. You ever been there?
2: I have not been there. You been there? Uh, listen, not only have I been there, but uh, I, I'm friends with the owner. Uh, and, Dari- and and, and Nagel is, yeah. too. It's, it's Dario's family, Dario Mercadante's right. family, Dino Mercadante. Yeah,
1: Dino and Mary uh, Mercadante will be closing the doors after 40 years of rescuing appetites at 1150 North Westfield Street in Agawam. Uh, all good things must come to an end, uh, said Dino. Their decision to retire was made after working seven days a week for 40 years. That's got to be brutal.
2: That you're is a like that, that is a hard job because it was like him and his wife. You're up against like McDonald's, you know what I mean. You're up yeah, against yeah. these other ones, but uh, they made a good burger. Hey, you know, they I'm,
1: made a great burger. However, uh, <laughs> I used to go in there a lot.
2: <laughs> here comes the food review. Go here, ahead. We, here go. we well, go. The
1: food is fantastic. The political commentary was not, and it was just like I can't like he's he's a very outspoken man. Yeah, and. Uh, only some people can take that much. You know what I mean? Like, if you're sitting there enjoying a meal, you just kind of <laughs> either want to sit in quiet or maybe talk about the weather, you know? Right. Not about all the political ongoings of the uh Because that'll area. sap your appetite. Yeah, I wound up just getting takeout from uh, at one point because I just couldn't stand the thing.
2: Negus <laughs> like, I just wanted a cheeseburger not I to w- storm the Capitol. I just uh. wanted,
1: I just... <laughs> I wasn't going to go that far, but uh, I just wanted to feed my fat ass. I didn't want to, you know, have to sit there and uh, you know, uh, listen to the Glenn Beck show while I'm yeah. or eating there eating burger. Know, but think about that: seven
0: days a week for forty years, always. You know, like this, you don't get a day off. You're just every day, you're making hot dogs and hamburgers, and that's all you are doing. I mean, you know, you know, we complain about this job because I mean, we're working up to Jesus. I don't know twenty you know, 24 and a half hours a week. You know, putting our nose to the grindstone. <laughs> you're, really, you're really Re- You know, really, it's like we're, you know, like we're self-bleeding every day to make sure this show doesn't suck every day. And then uh, then you hear about a guy like this making hot dogs and hamburgers for everybody for 40 years, seven days a week. <laughs> I don't know how you'd do it. I wouldn't last two minutes in a place like that
2: i got to tell you, um, Nagel made me a burger when I got in here, and it was awful. So, uh, <laughs> But, you loved, you, but you
1: loved my political commentary. <laughs> there, I did, I yeah. Did, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, do you know Biden has dementia? I'm like, you forgot the pickles. Uh, why Why are we doing this?
1: <laughs> hey, uh, MGM Springfield announced tickets will be uh, going on sale today to see Jay Leno live. Yeah, yeah, Jay. Oh great. <laughs>
2: Is he telling jokes or? Uh, no, yeah, that, I yeah.
1: believe he's going to be running a crap table because that's <laughs> they need extra uh, folks down there. No, he's going to be at Symphony Hall on March 12th, and you can uh, buy tickets at 10 a.m. today uh, for through Ticketmaster.com or MGM Springfield.
2: Well, listen, I know that you guys are the powerhouse station, so you're probably going to get him on plugging that, uh, that. That that yeah, No, right? I, I, I doubt it. No.
0: Well, you know, it's it's not an MGM issue. It's like you know, whenever there's been like a big comedian at. Symphony Hall, we've never gotten them. And, and and like the big names too, like the Bill Cosbys sure. and stuff like that. I mean, you know, we had to work extra hard to
2: get Bill Cosby. <laughs> and then all of a sudden,
0: one day out of the blue, we start regretting ever having
2: spoken to the man twice. Oh, see, so yeah, I thought that was going to go a whole different way. I, was gonna say, I thought you were going to say, we got Bill Cosby. And then, you know, all of a sudden we were real drowsy. <laughs> and uh,
1: yeah, we don't remember that. We don't remember Just, the
0: interview at all. It was, it was two hours of dead air. And, well, the, uh, the funny part about it is the second time we talked to him, I. I think we did fall asleep to it. Nagel woke up and he's like, I can't sit for a
2: year. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what happened.
1: We are producing that show. I have a friend who works in the, in Boston radio and he posted this picture of him and Bill Cosby. This was after he got, you know, he got let go, uh, you know, released from prison. That doesn't mean he was innocent. It right. Just mean he just got released. released from right. prison. And uh, he posted this picture of him and Bill Cosby saying, he goes, Oh, uh, the happier times of <laughs> with Bill Cosby. And, uh, you know, he was kind of. He's saying how much he regretted the fact that he had this picture with this guy, so I just posted in the comments section the picture of me and Jared Fogle together here in the <laughs> Rockwell Studio. Like sometimes things don't work out for you, my friend.
2: <laughs> you know what? Though, listen, it, this is this is probably I shouldn't do, but if you had to pick one, I would pick Bill Cosby over Jared Fogle, right? I, <laughs> I mean, Bill had a solid career. Bill did a lot of, you know, people... This is the way it works nowadays. Obviously, something terrible happens, and immediately you have to avow every piece of art you created and everything. But, you know, Bill had a real career. Jared was just a fat guy. He was just a fat guy who walked the subway. That's how he made... that. It it kills me that that there's a room in the industry for a fat guy who walks the subway. Jared
0: was a fat guy who could only walk the subway. Think about that. That was his only choice. Bill Cosby was... led. Choices galore <laughs> in his life.
1: Plus, he's got Puddin' Pops. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got that too. Puddin' Puddin'. My penis wherever I want. to. Hey, <laughs> you want me and Jared Fogle? Just remember, tuna sub backward is bussin nut. You know, <laughs> you know,
2: you know. What, you know what made me feel awful thinking about this right now is that if he's released from prison, that means he's probably at his home up in Shelburne, where the signal reaches from the station. Oh yeah, I just imagine him having morning coffee, like, can you guys just leave me alone yeah. for like the last three years? Yeah, yeah
1: I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's a big listener. I don't know.
2: Yeah. It like, tells me probably not.
1: A uh, tiny home in a wealthy Boston neighborhood has sold after about a. Month on the market, uh, albeit for far less than the original asking price of almost four hundred fifty thousand dollars, the roughly two hundred and fifty square foot home in Newton sold on Monday for three hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. That's uh, a point zero six acre lot. So, <laughs> they, so it's like
0: a shoebox for three hundred thousand dollars.
1: Why are you pissing your money away on something like this? I mean, just. D- Either because you have money to piss away, well, because uh, because on that. you can
0: say I live in Newton. That's the only reason anyone lives in Newton. Yeah. It's kind of like the only way any like someone lives in Longmeadow. I live in Longmeadow, but you're not you're not like uh, necessarily uh, you're you're you don't have to be rich to live in Longmeadow. But that's all you can do is live in Longmeadow.
2: Well, it, if you live in Newton and somebody, you're like, hey, you want Can I come by for lunch? And you're like, we, I don't have that kind of room. Uh, <laughs> we can, we can have coffee on the step. We can have coffee on the folding step outside my house. You know? Well, that's the thing. You can't even you can't even have people over. You know, that's just one of those things. Can you yeah. imagine? This is great if it's just owned by like a single guy. He goes out to a bar and he meets some girl. He goes, Hey, no, I got a house in Newton. If you want to come by, <laughs> he yeah. comes by and he's like, I have bunk beds. You get the top one. So, <laughs> you know,
1: well, that's well, that's a tight little box. Oh, yeah, it's a small geez. house too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> The uh, full moon of November, also called the beaver moon, will rise this month on Friday, November 19th, joined by a partial lunar eclipse. The
2: beaver moon? hmm Okay. Yeah. All right. Anybody, anybody want to step on that one? Yeah. The, uh,
1: well, isn't that a Tom Petty album? The full moon beaver? Full moon beaver, yes. Oh, by the way, uh, everybody's been sending me this TikTok video this morning of this woman who is... Uh, saying, wh- why, uh, what, why can't, uh, something about the difference between Fahrenheit and she doesn't say Celsius. She says the word that rhymes with Dolores, right? Oh really? Oh. Yeah, yeah. She's confusing Celsius with that's how you pronounce oh, well, that would. word. You can see where she'd be confused. And then it's a string of videos of all these guys doing that no 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 game. You're thinking <laughs> of this. <laughs> you're thinking of you're thinking of Christmas. That's uh, when Santa comes down the, uh, the chimney, <laughs> and, uh, you know it's, uh, we have a little thing there. And it, it's really really funny. I wish I, we could play it on
2: on the air, but. Of course they we They say
1: the word Dolores too many times. Well, j- just
2: video. to clarify, because I'm not that bright, uh, are you talking about when you say Dolores, the word, as if Dolores was really, really, really hard to find? Like, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, could on, you could be on TikTok for hours before you bump <laughs> into that one. Yeah, it's ne- nearly impossible to find Dolores. <laughs> yeah, she, she's nowhere to be found. People get very frustrated when you can't find Dolores. Oh, yeah, yeah, and
1: you're working on that TikTok forever <laughs> trying to find it. Well, the uh, the full moon will reach its peak illumination early in the morning around 3.59 a.m., but can be seen at almost full shine the night before. A full shine from the full moon beaver.
0: Oh, well. Will it burn your retinas out if you look at it for too, uh, for I, too long? I
1: think it might, uh, according to the Farmer's Almanac. So make sure you'll look up after sunset <laughs> on the 18th of this month, and you'll be able to... Uh, to get in on the full moon beaver, <laughs> uh, <33, laughs> a thirty three year old woman in Kentucky named Crystal Denham recently borrowed a sex toy from her neighbor. <laughs> Should you that's really be whole, sharing those? I mean, a, yeah, that's like a that's a personal item. Well, especially in the time of COVID, you don't want to be uh, sharing personal intimate items like that. And you, you also want to be you know smearing uh, you know sanitizer <laughs> on it either. Well, she also refused to give it back. Her neighbor is also her cousin, and he's a dude. (laughs) Well. His name is Michael Barton. And uh, he showed up at her place two Saturdays ago and said he wanted the sex toy back. It's not clear what the toy was or how long she had had it, but she refused to hand it over, told him to get off her property, grabbed a kitchen knife, and stabbed him with it. She uh, claims uh, he grabbed her by the elbow, and that's why she stabbed him. He says she was just acting crazy and stabbed him as he was trying to leave. Luckily, he wasn't seriously hurt and refused
2: medical treatment. (laughs) I I will take things that don't surprise me about Kentucky for a thousand. uh, (laughs) (laughs) And any part of that story.
1: (laughs) Crystal was uh, sweeping her porch when police showed up and got into a fighting stance when they tried to arrest her, but they eventually got her into custody. She's facing charges for assault, disorderly conduct, menacing, and resisting arrest.
2: I'm, I'm now visualizing Crystal in my head. Uh, holding the sex toy while well, the police have their guns drawn and they're telling her to drop it and she's uh, in a fencing posture like a fencer <laughs> with the to- uh, of her tiny house of, of her course, of right. tiny house right. or as we used to call them mobile homes unless you're in Newton uh- <laughs> but the idea that you're borrowing it, not
1: only borrowing a sex toy but you're borrowing a cousin
2: yeah, I mean, well, I think the borrowing the sex toy is, is that's general creepy. Your cousin, it makes it Kentucky. Uh, does this <laughs> signal reach Kentucky? I don't know. No, 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 but no, the podcast doesn't. does. Oh, good. Perfect. Yeah.
1: Perfect. Yeah. If you're tuning in, leave. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, can I borrow your electric toothbrush for this afternoon?
2: I got I got to t- I got to tell you Steve. Uh, you guys are like, "Hey, sit in for the news." And mm-hmm. I, I think what's going on here is Steve is secretly like, "Listen, we want to make sure this is Marty's last time doing the news." So, <laughs> let's let's feed him a bunch of stories that could get him FCC fined and send him on his way. Well, the fine wouldn't be towards you. The t- fine would be towards us. Well, that's good. I don't have the money to pay it anyway. Neither so,
1: <laughs> You're a uh, Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Uh, Fogbuster is velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted. Look for the black and white can out at every big Y Express. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 52. It is 27 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aw, yeah. <laughs> Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7.50 and Billy Joel on Rock 102. Mostly sunny today with a high of 51, tomorrow sunny with a high of 52. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Like uh, Marty Caproni said, he'll be appearing with uh, Tom Cotter, our buddy, uh, at the Hooker uh, Brewery in Hartford on Saturday night. And then he'll be at Craft uh, 32 here in East Meadow on the 10th of November. So uh, good to have him. Good to have him here.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Uh, next week, of course, uh, we'll have uh, Scott Cohen talking about uh, Patriots football. The Patriots are going to be taking on the Carolina Panthers. You'll hear that game right here on Rock 102. Uh, the, uh, the the Polo Cars Pioneer Valley pregame show begins at 1. Uh, no, excuse me. Hold on a second. It's... There you go. Yes, it begins at 10. Kickoff is at 1. Uh, Bob Sochi and Scott Zolak will bring you all the play-by-play action. The Patriots play here on Rock 102.
1: Um I don't know uh we 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 should have stuff to talk about I guess I I really didn't plan for all this.
0: Well you were gone for a day. I was you know I was hoping that uh, you know Marty would take us for at least an hour and he almost did and then uh and then there was your story
1: and then you know I guess we get the last hour to just uh, jerk around. I got to tell you I so I had to, I told you the story earlier this morning about the you know the little covid scare that we had in our house. Yeah. Luckily everybody's negative. But when you find out you're negative It's like uh, finding out you don't have herpes. Like, you're just like,
3: yes! (laughs)
1: Yes! (laughs) I mean, you'd have to be pretty perverse to say... I really did want to be involved in that club, but, but it was like, yeah, you know, back to the simpler time. That's all we had to worry about was STD. Yeah, now I we know. worry about this uh, communicable airborne disease. What I wouldn't do
0: here. for an STD right now. I mean, just oh, to say man. I have it. You know, syphilis, gonorrhea. I mean, those are those are good old fashioned diseases. Uh, back in the good old days. Yes, that's back in, absolutely back in February of 2020. I mean, I don't want to be hooked up to a respirator. But I could maybe live with a shanker for every uh, could live,
1: for a couple every few months or so. I could live with a shanker. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, we also, uh, what would you say coming up next week? We, had, uh, we got uh, uh, we got Colin, we got Colin. Zolak, a uh, couple other things that uh, that
0: may be on the uh, on the list somewhere. I got
1: I got to get a picture of the sign uh, in in the East Meadow Springfield border down here, where Pasquale's was. Yeah. Uh, or is, It's no longer there, right? It's Pasquale's no in, longer, yeah. It, it, I, uh, yeah. So it's right in there. It's some kind of, um like, a, what do they call this? The, the, the ultrasound place. It's an ultrasound place. Oh, yes. I saw that. Did you
0: see the sign? It's, uh... Get some jelly, jelly on, on my belly. belly. Yeah,
1: I saw that. And I'm like, do they even know have they ever listened to the uh, the Baxin O'Brien show to know that was a Kim Kardashian kind of thing um a little jelly on the belly uh,
0: Well but you've, you've also seen when they do an ultrasound they pour that warm you know gel in your gut and then they you know, they wand you
1: Yes but I think uh, with pop culture references I think that's a poor choice of advertisement
0: I don't. You know listen. I'm not. Uh, I'm not bad mouthing their business at all. But you know, when it comes to like medical procedures and testing, yeah. I don't really want to go to a place with a cute name. Yeah. No. no. A- and you know, like what? like I wouldn't want to get like a colonoscopy at a place called
1: Bottoms Up. You know, I, just, right, I wouldn't right, do right. that. That that would be that would feel very uncomfortable to go to. But the whole jelly on your belly thing would have been a better slogan for that massage parlor that was busted <laughs> like eight times across the street from the place. Remember that place? It was always getting busted. And Absolutely. I'm like, how come I, I never knew about this until they get busted? <laughs> yeah, which was ironically across the
0: street from the friendly. So you can get a happy ending on either side of the street. Go, 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 go.
1: Jelly on the belly.
0: It's 7.55 at Rock 102. <laughs> New England Patriots football. Every
1: game, two. It's going to be a nice weekend uh, on tap. the uh, got uh, today, sunny, high of 51. Tomorrow, sunny, high of 52. And uh, Sunday, uh, high of 54. Or partly cloudy. It's 27 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Oh. um this weekend is daylight savings time and uh,
1: womp, womp.
0: we've uh, we've talked about this before um you know I I don't think any one of us really appreciates when it's dark at four o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. uh I don't like it, but then again uh there doesn't seem to be any real push to end
1: this. I mean, are we really at the point now where this is helping anybody? No, it's not. But a study found that if we did get rid of daylight saving time, it actually might be bad for our health. Because they say waking up when it's dark out isn't good for us. Uh, really? Well, you've been doing this for how many years? Since the age of 23. So... I'm 55 now. Yeah, yeah, 30 some odd years. And I've been doing this for uh, 17 years. Yeah, we always wake up when it's dark. I don't. Uh, I
0: don't feel comfortable when it's light out and I wake up. I feel like uh, I'm uh, like I slept the
1: entire day away. It says so if we didn't fall back this Sunday, our internal clock would be confused for three full months instead of a few days twice a year. At, yeah, I would have. I, I, I can see that. I don't. Uh, I appreciate the extra hour thing, but sure. but it does screw you up when you get to the jump ahead thing again. Back in the, in March, when we do this all over again, well, I just don't understand it because if you just picked
0: uh, if you just picked one calendar and you stuck with it, you know, then it wouldn't you wouldn't even notice uh, that it was one way or the other. Because you know, four o'clock in the afternoon when it's dark sucks. There's no There's nothing good about that. There's no there's no benefit. I feel no bet
1: You feel a benefit? I don't feel any benefit. I don't feel a benefit either, Steve. Yeah. I, I don't it, know. It's just it's one of these things that we just keep doing and we have the conversation every year when this thing comes around. It's such a pain in the ass. Steve, you- if, if if you beat yourself in
0: the face with a hammer every day, at some point you'd say, "Hey, you know what? I don't think I'm getting a lot out of this. So maybe I should stop beating myself in the
1: face with a hammer." So let me get this straight. If we uh if we didn't do this this weekend, yes, then it would be completely dark every morning for 3 months? Is that like, you know, I don't understand. I, I don't understand I, how it works. I don't. I don't really understand it either. Because because that would require uh, me to be up at sunrise, no matter which, and paying attention. No matter which way you slice it, you're still getting less daylight hours anyway. Because that's just the way the rotation of the Earth and the Sun and all this. So stuff I don't understand. So what's worse, waking up when it's dark or going uh, you know, or coming home from work when it's dark? Yeah. See, that's what I don't get. Like, I'd rather have it be light out longer. And, you know, we've talked to experts before year. You know, year we've had a guy on before talking about this and it's like uh, all those things that we've heard why mm. this was even necessary and are not, untrue. Right, and they're not very helpful. You know, like some people say it started with the farmers. Well, then you find out that that didn't that didn't happen either. Farmers are pissed off about it too. They don't like this stuff. Farmers are like, what the hell? We got to get up at dark anyway. Yeah. So what's the difference? Why are you shortening up my day?
0: I could be out there uh
1: you know tilling the fields or you know uh-huh. doing whatever I do. It's just uh just silly stuff we do. Uh, We can talk about other science stuff, though. Uh, we got plenty of that. Astronauts have grown peppers on the space station for the first time. And they used them to make tacos. Really? Yeah. Space tacos? Space taco. Let me ask
0: you this, because I'm thinking this already. How do you keep everything in the taco shell with zero gravity? That's what I like to know about Seems to me, if you're making a taco... Short of a burrito, because at least it keeps everything in, in, in together in one tortilla.
1: But if you got a taco shell, everything's going to be floating around space. And and get this, Sam Adams has a new limited edition beer called Spacecraft, made with hops that orbited the Earth on a SpaceX mission in September.
0: Yeah, yeah they're going to get you on that one.
1: Yeah, that's, that's going to run. That's, a- that's going to run you. For what is that? Just for. To say that you had a beer that the one of the ingredients uh, was flown into space.
0: You remember a couple of years ago when Sam Adams made this specialty beer. It was something like I don't know, forty percent alcohol, and it yeah. came in a little tiny cobalt blue oh, yeah, bottle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I remember when uh, Jim Cook came here with a bunch of these, and he uh, he gave them all to us uh, to try. And, uh, you know, when you're trying to drink something in front of the guy, because <clears throat> back then, uh, I don't know if you could, if the rules said you could drink on the air or uh, we just didn't care. Probably we didn't care about the rules at the time. Yeah, right, right. Anyway, uh, we open up these uh, little tiny cobalt bottles of, uh, of, of this high-end beer, which was selling for like, I don't know, $100 a bottle. And it tasted like straight-up soy sauce. Uh uh-huh. It was awful. Awful, and here's the guy who makes this stuff in front of you. He had to know it tastes awful. He had to know. Well, of course they that didn't it know was, this stuff. That it was awful. like soy sauce, like it's something you would pour on your uh, and your your egg foo young or something. And what? yet, you know, he did this because he knew that if I create something that's unusual, there's gonna be some dope out there that's gonna buy it mm-hmm. and think it's cool because he bought it. Same thing. With your, your space hops. Hops don't grow in space, uh, that I'm aware of. And uh, they're rarely used in space to and, make beer down here on the ground. And that's the thing. They weren't grown in space. They just were on the ship. They just orbited. Yeah. That doesn't change the flavor of the hops.
1: No. Not does at it?
0: All. No, it does not. Not no, at all. And then, then what you basically would call, that would be expensive
1: beer. Uh, the one time we had uh, alcohol, well, we had alcohol many times in the studio... But uh, there was a uh, we had this is when I first started working with you guys in the morning, right and yeah uh, uh, young single buck. I only lived like uh, maybe a mile and a half from here, right? Sure And uh, the, the, the fine folks from, uh, from Opa Opa were here. Sure and they uh, like, brought us this double IPA with, in the growlers, right Yeah yes. So I had uh, two uh, pints of this stuff. And I was loaded. Oh yeah! And uh, the best part on top of that was uh, that uh, McDonald's was also doing a promotion with us with their new breakfast burritos. Yeah. So at nine thirty in the morning, I'm half in the bag, shoving a McDonald's burrito in my mouth with the egg dripping down my chin, and sure, I, I was like, "This is." This is what I used to do at two a.m. This is the best day this of my career. This is the career. best day of my career. I'm going to keep working here. I had to get a ride home from the promotions guy, <laughs> and then walk back and get my car later on when I sobered up. Wasn't that great? That's awesome. But back to this uh, this space mission on the uh, the this, this space station. Uh, this is the mission where the toilet malfunctioned and urine leaked out underneath the floor. It turns out the issue still has not been fixed. So the crew on the next mission will have to wear diapers when it launches next week. The SpaceX thing that goes up to the space there. because it takes that long to get a space plumber up there. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like, w- really, you wear you have to wear diapers and there's urine under the floor. What do you what do you pay in labor costs to have a plumber go all the way up
0: to space? I know what my plumber could charges me, and it ain't and you know, yeah, you know, he'll, he'll charge an arm and a leg, but he's usually home you know by five o'clock.
1: Let's a urine under the floor, people wearing diapers. There's a big neon sign on the space station that says Mingles on it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because that that would, uh, in fact, uh, make you feel right at home. A uh, new study found the biggest whales in the world eat about three times more than we thought. A single blue whale can consume 20 to 50 million calories a day. Or the equivalent of eighty thousand Big Macs. Really? Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. That is uh,
0: all whales, or just like a particular kind of whale? The
1: single blue whale.
0: The the blue. Okay, so yeah. like
1: that—that's the biggest mammal we got. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Twenty to fifty million calories per day. Wasn't Michael Phelps doing that for the Olympics? I believe he was. It was but, he eating didn't like beach, a, but he didn't beach himself on the side of the pool when he was done. He used to have, like, four uh, fried egg and bacon sandwiches for breakfast <laughs> and then run 30 <laughs> miles. Yeah, something like that. And then eat more. You have to you have to really get your exercise in to make that work for you. Uh, in another animal news, two California condor chicks hatched from unfertilized eggs. Well, how'd that happen?
0: They that's can, like, uh, like an immaculate
1: uh, conception kind of thing. They can reproduce asexually without mating. No kidding. Which is something we never knew until now. Well, that's, I, I had no idea. That's crazy. Imagine that. I remember when I had to tell my parents I was asexual. <laughs> Were you lying about it? Yeah, I finally came out of the bathroom. Yeah! You see what I did there? I made that whole uh, oh, asexual joke there you go, <sighs> and that's uh, that's all I got for it's, you, Bex, is, so I, is, wish is I Marty out of the parking lot. I know, yet? right? Uh, <laughs> this is like, well, here it is. It's Friday. It's payday. Okay. So, what are you doing this weekend? What are you doing?
3: Uh,
0: well, tonight, nothing. My wife is going on a uh, on a girls' night. She's having dinner with some friends. It's girls' night tonight, which oh, means girls' I'm, night. Yeah, which means I'm eating alone. Which is fine. I don't mind eating alone, but uh, it's girls' night, so it's it's going to be me and the dog. After that, I don't know, but yeah, uh, yeah, I've never said to my wife, you know, what it's going to be boys' night tonight. Going go to go out with boys. Haven't done that in a long time. That's because you don't know any boys. No, uh,
1: well, I do, but I'm not
0: hanging out with them, you know, for dinners and stuff.
1: You remember the last time you like went out and like by yourself or with like other men and had a great time? A gr- uh like a, like oh man that was awesome uh, I got to do that again. Well you but, wake up but, with like you know chunks of puke on your sweater and things like that. Oh well, to that degree? Yeah. Nah, it's been a while. Yeah. I mean the last
0: time I went out with a couple of dudes, I was supposed to go to dinner. with get a lot of this lineup: uh, Nadim mm-hmm. uh, Kashu, the owner of uh, of, uh, of Nadim's, Brian Lapis, Ooh. Okay. And uh, Alec Detusa, Oh, man. Lawyers you can eat dinner with. Apparently. Yeah. So, uh, Nadim, because he was short-staffed, backed out because there was a party of, uh, of like, 15 people that showed up. Uh So, he had to back out. Nobody knows what happened to Lapis. Apparently, there was some sort of weather forecast he had to do around dinner time. I never heard of such cockamamie uh, horse crap in my life. And so, it was me... And uh, and Alecman and Detusa, oh, they both
1: showed up though. Right, they showed up. Yeah, uh,
0: and and they paid, which I thought was very weird. Usually, you know, it's the lawyer Here's who wants it. you yeah. to pay. They're
1: taking your money.
0: Right, they were taking. Right, I took their money, and uh, and that was the last time. I think I just hung out with the dudes. I had a great time. Make no mistake, and dinner was fantastic. But uh, that was the last time, and that was, I don't know, three or four months ago.
1: I can't remember the last time I was actually like out with the guys. Yeah, who does like, that anymore? I don't uh, think. Well, I think there are people younger than us that do that. Are there guys that still do that? No, yeah, but here's the deal: I uh, I run a business on the weekends, yeah. so I'm always out anyway. Yeah, but I'm never out like you know hanging out. I'm just
0: out. Well, you know, working. And I think my problem is by the time that uh, dinner rolls around, mm-hmm. by the time that actual guys want to go out and hang. I'm exhausted. I've been up since three o'clock in the morning, and I'm not nap in the middle of the day. I'm beat. That's you are almost. Beat. Like, it's almost like I'm not even sure I want to go out and hang and with the dudes. And that's
1: the thing. This is this is not the kind of schedule for uh, for somebody who wants to go out at night. Oh no, you want
0: listen, Jenny and I? When we go out to dinner, we are there at four
1: forty-five because. <laughs> We're like, oh, a, you got to get the Moons Over Miami special oh, yeah. at uh, Denny's. Right. Yeah. If,
0: if, a, if, a, if a restaurant's offering the early bird, we're pretty cool with that. You know, at the Alecman and Detusa, they're like, yeah, we're thinking about like a seven o'clock reservations. So I'm like, seven yeah. o'clock? Dude, th- that can't wait that long for yeah. a, my, my last meal of the day. How about we scale it back to a more convenient time? You know, something that will disrupt uh, Brian Lapis' schedule.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that Something worked to throw out. throw him off. didn't have to have uh, dinner with lapis. You're right about like our early schedules. I remember uh, going back, I don't know, four or five years ago to the Oktoberfest downtown Springfield. Yes. And then, uh, you know, uh, getting a parking spot right up front. And everybody's like, how the hell did you get that parking spot right up front? And I'm like, well, I was here at like three. <laughs> Like There was nobody here. And now it's six, and this place is banging. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you you do catch that worm. You do. For being the early bird. Because, one, you want to make sure you can make a quick exit, right, to
0: get to bed at a reasonable time. My car's right there. And then you spend all afternoon waiting to do the one thing that everyone is going to meet you for, and you're like, I want to go early because I'm tired of waiting around. Because everybody else, they leave work, then maybe they change a shirt, and then they go. Like, they have no time in between when their day ends to when they go have fun. Meanwhile, guys like us, we've been around for like nine hours waiting for the fun to
1: start. What's your bedtime routine? Well, it used to be a half a gallon of Jim Beam and a <laughs> bottle of ginger ale, and now it's a sleepy time tea yeah, and <laughs> a melatonin. Maybe a,
0: yeah. maybe a book. I'll read like three pages and I'll fall asleep. And I'll be
1: listening to whispering sounds of a babbling brook.
0: That's all I can do. It's mm-hmm. all I can muster. Day twenty two with and O'Brien and Steve Nagel and Rock One. <laughs> It's 825, Bax and O'Brien, Rock 102.
1: Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 51. Tomorrow, more of the same. It is 27 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, let me see here. Uh, by the way, uh, this Sunday here on uh, Rock 102,
0: it's Baxi's Musical Fun Bag, 9 o'clock at night, right after all the Patriots stuff is done. Uh, <laughs> you can uh, check that out. We'll be playing the New York Dolls, the Cure, the Clash, the Cramps, and uh, a bunch of other stuff. I'll even tell you what's coming up next on uh, Baxi's Musical Podcast uh, Sunday n- and night around midnight, so that's all coming up uh, this Sunday night, right before Little Stevens Underground
1: Garage. Uh, two things, two things I got going on. Yeah, uh, I'm picking up my tux today. I think, I think, I think it's ready. You know what? I got to go there today
0: yeah. or uh, or you know soon because I got to get a shirt. I have to get a vest and I got to get a tie. It's the only thing I need for a tux,
1: <laughs> you need all the components of a
0: tux. No, I got the pants and I got the jacket and the yeah. jacket still fits uh very very well, but I don't have the other pieces. You got a shirt? Don't have a shirt. Oh, you uh, might be
1: uh you might be out of luck, man, I because just, I, uh, we you know there I was in luck that there was one shirt left for me. One shirt. They only had one shirt in my size. And I'm a big dude and I know you're a big dude too. <sighs> All right. You might well, be. Then, then, uh, you might have to go to. You might have to go to Burlington Coat Factory.
0: I'm not going to Burlington Coat
1: Factory. Well, they have those uh, shirts but... right in the box with the no. tie and everything.
0: I'll, I'll go. I'll mm-hmm. go to formal affair. I'll see if they got a big fat man shirt, and I'll, I'll wear it.
1: And uh, apparently, I'm getting my tractor back today. I thought you were getting it back yesterday. I thought I was too. Well, no, I, I thought I was getting it back last week. Oh, and okay. that didn't. Uh, that didn't quite pan out. Here's the problem: supply issues and. Lack of employees. It's not the the place uh, that did it. Is it's a great place, right? Uh, It's just you know labor shortage and uh, people to deliver. I guess because they got you know so many things going on. Yeah, this is. I mean, this whole
0: uh, this whole labor and supply chain thing is becoming a real source of frustration. Getting really tired of people not having the stuff that I need.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Stuff that I needed to do. Here's the thing: we're so used to getting things on demand in this world, right? You know, you can order something online and have it with you in your hands in two days. True. Uh, It it wasn't like that in the days of yesteryear. (laughs) I like that phrase. By the way, like the yesteryear, the days of yesteryear. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like that at all. And uh, you know, we're we're so. Uh, complacent now that uh, we want our things on demand, we want it done today. You well, have listen. to have an understanding that there's a uh, labor shortage out there and there's a supply shortage out
0: there. Yeah, but I'm, uh, you know, I can I can only take that kind of understanding so far. At some point, I stop understanding and saying, "Hey, what about me? How come how come everybody else is getting their stuff, but I can't get a shirt or I I can't get uh, like a like fresh broccoli." this week because it hasn't arrived yet you know what i mean yeah i i, I don't know i don't little, know what to tell you you a little worn out with it uh it's 8 we have news next to rock 102 rock 102's pro it's eight 32 we're back to o'brien to rock 102 it's time for news brought to you by servio locksmith they got a key for that Local radio icon, Steve Nagel.
1: Thanks, Max. Uh, Another day, another accident on Page Boulevard. Local firefighters were called to respond to an accident involving a car and a tree this morning at 1343 Page Boulevard. Uh, I could tell you more about the incident, but I can't scroll on my screen for some reason. Really? Oh, here we go. Officials say one person was uh, extricated and transported to a local hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. At this time, no further information has been provided by the Springfield Fire Department. Are they West Springfield Police now?
0: <laughs> I don't know, but this is, this is a whole lot less serious than the one from uh, earlier this week.
1: Uh, well, it's still pretty serious if yeah. you are got to be extricated from a car and taken to a local hospital. But,
0: you know, non-life-threatening injuries. Yeah, that's the that's the key word there.
1: That, that's the thing that's uh, that's good, right? Yes. The non-life-threatening injuries? Yes, it's the life-threatening ones that you don't want. Uh, here's the bad one. Springfield police have confirmed that one man has died after a two-car crash on the 100 block of Verge Street around 420 yesterday afternoon. According to the Springfield police spokesman, Ryan Walsh, an adult male driver died of his injuries before he could be taken to the hospital. Springfield police are still investigating. A name has not been released. Uh... 22 News says they'll update you on the story, but that was from yesterday, so probably not. It's been like a whole week of terrif- uh,
0: terrifically awful crashes. It's like, yeah. yeah, the one on 91, you've had now two on
1: Page Boulevard, and now the one on Verge Street. Well, we've talked about, um, you know, the bad drivers. We talked about that the other day, about how there's so many more bad drivers out on the road. Right. And it's seemingly getting better nationwide by numbers, but... But the bad
0: ones are real bad ones. That's the
1: thing. People are driving like dicks.
0: Well, again, you know, there's not enough information to know exactly how these particular accidents occurred. Uh But it's like, you know, this has been a tough week for accidents.
1: Yes, it has been, especially in the Springfield area. A uh, search for an armed teenage boy was conducted early Thursday morning that led police to the edge of the Ware River. That's a place you don't want to be.
0: I don't even want to be anywhere near the Ware River.
1: Massachusetts State Police assisted Barry Police for the search of a teenage boy armed with several uh, several edged weapons who ran into the woods. At around 3.25 a.m., MSP K-9 Unit Trooper Jack uh, Doherty and his partner Roxy tracked the boy on a trail leading to the Ware River. K-9 Roxy stopped at the wall overlooking the falls while Trooper Doherty... Uh, looked over the wall and found the boy living on the metal walkway attached to the building along the water level two troopers from the state police barracks in Brookfield and a Barry police officer were able to reach the boy and pulled him to safety Uh, the Mass State Police is reminding the public if you or someone you know is thinking about suicide please call the 24 hour National Suicide Prevention Lifeline so uh, Doherty I fight a Doherty and a Doherty always wins Oh, I see what you did there. You That's a I
0: clever did? use of a song lyric.
1: Oh, by the great John Mellencamp.
0: Yes, it. listen to you making making all kinds of creativity
1: going on. Yeah, see the brain's always working up here. Yeah, no, I can tell. I can feel it. Actually, we're just trying to limp along until we're done with this newscast, so we can uh, you know wrap up for the weekend. Yeah, I'm almost start starting to blame uh, Marty on this one. The moment he left, it's like he Man, sucked I'll the see, air out I of the know. building. Well, see, it was a, it was a great segment, and uh, we <laughs> probably should have prepared. <laughs> <little> <laughs> It's like suddenly, you know, we got exhausted by uh-huh. the whole thing. But here we are; we're uh, we're limping through. Oh, yeah. limping is barely the word I would describe it. A uh, new federal mandate will make millions of workers in the U.S. get vaccinated against COVID-19, tested, or potentially face penalties. Failure to comply with the mandate could result in a fine as high as $14,000 per violation. <laughs> Under the mandate, any employee at a business with more than 100 workers is subject to a vaccine mandate, which will be enforced by OSHA. Is that uh, Billy OSHA? Or yes, Frank see, the one who did Car- uh, Caribbean Queen. Or Frank OSHA.
0: Yeah, I'm not uh, as familiar with his work.
1: The uh, new rules apply to state and local government workers, including teachers and school staff, which means 84 million workers across the United States will have to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Workers will be required to submit weekly testing or face financial penalties when we reach the new year under the new federal mandate. And not for nothing,
0: there uh, there is a big difference between being immunized and vaccinated. Is, uh Aaron Rodgers said, he was immunized, but he could have been immunized by, you know, drinking bleach or by guzzling Windex. And we don't know what homeopathic recipe he was using, but it wasn't good enough. So uh, if you are working in a place that's got over 100 employees, uh, you want the actual vaccine. You point that out because uh, that's one guy that didn't know how to not lie about his status.
1: Well, some people uh, aren't that great, aren't that smart, you
0: know. No, but I mean, if you're if you're uh, you know if you're on a team and there's eighty other guys just like you, and they're required to be vaccinated and you know being held to a certain standard, but yet you lie and say, "Well, I'm I'm immune," and, and have done nothing, then you know you deserve every bit of punishment you get for something stupid like that.
1: Uh, if you refuse to comply, you must get tested for COVID-19 weekly on your own time. Workers who choose the testing option will also be required to wear masks starting one month from this Friday. On December 5th, the Labor Department said over the next month they'll consider extending the vaccination rules to even smaller workplaces. OSHA set a deadline of January 4th for workers to get their shots and employees will be given paid time off for appointments. Well, yeah, I'm sure that'll work out. Well, yeah, that will be no problem there i uh I told you, I was like, I, I'm not waiting any longer for this. I signed the kids up uh, y- yesterday as soon as we got the negative results from the scare that we had in the house. right It makes sense. Uh, you know, and, you know, you're people who uh, <sighs> I get it, you know, I get some of the you know, maybe the precautionary measures you might want to take uh, because you feel like the vaccine has been developed too fast or whatever, but we've been doing this for years. We've had uh, smallpox vaccines that came out very quickly. And uh, everybody was mandated to get one of those. And guess what we don't have anymore? Smallpox. I think people are bugged out by
0: the idea of a mandate of anything. Like, nobody wants to be told what they must do. No No one wants it to be mandated that you must absolutely get this. I get that. But the truth is, you can't even put your kids in school Unless they have certain vaccinations, it's like the schools have mandated that they have certain vaccines before they can spend even a day in a school. I mean, the mandates are out there and I guess we're cherry picking which mandates we
1: want to follow and which ones we're willing to. Uh, not know, follow like the uh, you know you hear some uh, people in the military. Well, yeah, uh, well, I'm not going to take the vaccine. Uh, you're going to risk your military career by not taking the vaccine. What about all the other times? Like you go you go to a foreign country, they make you take all these uh, inoculate you for malaria, mm-hmm. or what you know, any number of different diseases. I just don't understand why you know why this is so different that you were mandated to take all the things that you've put in your body over the years, other vaccines. Why is this one so different? And I think, unfortunately, it's a political thing, and it shouldn't be, because it's a science thing.
0: And Well, everybody everybody now understands science and and, uh, immunology. But
1: see, I don't understand science. But I do trust the people who, uh, you know... uh, issue that stuff right because they're way smarter than me and they had way uh way, a way better education than i did as far as in that field you know what i mean sure like uh westfield state didn't offer the virology or whatever you <laughs> like like, like um, immunology well i was I was, gonna, mi- I was gonna minor in that uh on the side of yeah the communications uh sure uh, business right but i you know it's I've I've survived (laughs) all of these other these other ones, you know the measles, mumps, rubella, right? And they just need to come up with a better campaign. You know, I'm uh, telling you, you got to use that Doors song. Which which one? Oh yeah, got coronavirus. You got coronavirus. Coronavirus, Virus, virus. (laughs) You got your influenza. And your measles, through better.
0: You know, if I knew Marquette was offering a minor in infectious disease, I would have probably taken it. Uh,
1: hmm. You were an infectious disease. though. Well, I, mean, I, I can make exactly that case. Of course. The, tori- though, the uh, stories that you sure. told us before. Uh, would you have really? No. It probably would have meant more science, See, more it, math. It's more interesting to, to do something like that today. Than it would be to have done that years ago. Yeah, I
0: mean, back then the most infectious disease we knew about was herpes. Oh, jeez, you know that was yeah. We were afraid of that, you know. I mean, there are a couple other sexually transmitted diseases we weren't too crazy about back in the '80s, also. But you know, it wasn't such a big whoop
1: back then. You know, Mm -hmm. today there's loads of whoop. Well, I mean, they're, they're, listen. There are I get it. There are people out there who cannot take this vaccine. They can't get it because they're they're compromised. They're compromised somehow. People who are on chemo treatments uh, might not work meld well together with mm-hmm. those things. I I get that part. the The whole idea of the religious thing makes me laugh, especially when I heard that uh, you know uh, the, the the diocese down in Atlanta, which my sister works for that these people were trying to come in and they're like well I want a religious I want the pastor to sign off on this religious exemption and, they, and the church was like um, did you hear the speech by the Pope last week <laughs> so uh, he told everybody to get the vaccine we're not doing that whole exemption thing so right. they won't give it to them right you know uh, opposed to, you know the Catholic Church
0: has a long standing history of protecting its own yes they do well
1: they're turning a new leaf. Well, maybe yeah. that's the case. Yeah, Maybe that's the way it's going to have to I'm be. Listen, I'm sorry what happened with that whole other thing, and that continues to happen, and we don't want to talk about But <laughs> make sure <laughs> but you're but protecting but yourself. But let's be reasonable, people. Yeah, listen. Get your vaccination. Uh, listen. <laughs> this I, isn't going in your throat. This you? is going in your arm. Right. You may not want your children to <laughs> yeah, be alone uh, when we vaccinate uh, them, but... <laughs> A uh, postal worker in Bridgeport was out delivering mail on Monday when a 56-year-old man named Wilson Ortiz robbed her. He walked up to her mail truck and pulled a gun, but he didn't want the mail she was delivering or even her wallet. All he wanted was rubber bands. Okay. A
0: rubber band? <laughs> he, uh, what were they going to do with the rubber bands? Uh, well, have you ever had a Wish sandwich? Well, a wish sandwich is the kind of a sandwich
1: where you wish you had some meat. Bow, 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 bow. He uh, told her to give him all the rubber bands she had. <laughs> mail carriers have uh, lots of them, apparently, and the post office is using them to keep the mail organized before it's delivered. Never got a stack of mail with the rubber band around it. I have yeah, to make sure the stuff doesn't fall out. She was worried he might shoot her, so she didn't ask any questions. She just gave him a big handful, and he took off on foot. There was also a teenage boy with him, but it doesn't sound like he's in trouble. Police tracked Wilson down nearby and knew they had their man because he had a big wad of rubber bands wrapped around his wrist. Oh, like, uh, who was the uncle in uh, It's a Wonderful Life? (laughs) Yeah, right. Dead giveaway. He used to forget that he had the rubber bands tied to his fingers, and uh, he should have called the bank examiner, but he didn't that day, and that's why That's why. Uh the bank almost closed. This guy's facing uh, charges for uh, robbery, possession of a controlled substance, and child endangerment. But we don't know if it was like his son or something that he was with him. Son, I'm gonna teach you how to do things the right <laughs> way. You want a rubber band in this country? You gotta find out a way to get it. And the post office is the best place to get those. Sonny boy, one day all these rubber bands will be yours. Let me tell you about stamps. Have I told you about my I told you about my What's the stamp collection line? Was oh, it- Did I ever tell you that I have a silver dollar silver collection? dollar collection. That's what it was. <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be mostly sunny with a high of 51. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 52. It's 28 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Aye-ya. This is the ninety-nine 99- song is about 30 years old. now. <laughs> yes, it is. Isn't that crazy? I know. Unbelievable, and I remember uh, going, man, this new sound is awesome when it came out because that was like the big thing when i was in high school and now uh, now that we're playing it there are people saying really that's classic rock yeah Yeah. it is 30 years old yeah this is uh this is that's the modern day oh what a night
0: uh see now i love that song though don't don't
1: you kind of like that song you do yes frankie valley oh what a night song oh yeah you like that song who doesn't love frankie valley well, I like Frankie Valli, uh, you know, with the original four seasons when they, you know, they were doing the a cappella stuff. Like, like big girl don't cry uh, yeah, like, and then you know, big turned, boys don't cry. Then he's like trying to do this disco. When did he come out with that song?
0: It must have been in the late like, 70s, right? 76, 77, something turned like into that. into
1: this disco uh thing.
0: Listen, uh, back then, Steve, and you know, you're too young to remember this. But back then, disco was all the rage. Everybody wanted to do disco. Kiss did a disco record. For crying out loud. I mean, they, you know, they knew that if they want to be relevant, Mm -hmm. they have to choose to record the worst song of their career. And they did it, by golly. And that, (laughs) that gave them all the legitimacy that every dance club in America wanted. You know, it's funny because,
1: uh, you know, my, my kid, my kids are like learning how to critique music now. Okay. And, um, I heard that I heard this great interview with with Ed Sheeran. I, I I'm real I really like the way he does things because he does all of his own music. Like sure. he puts all the mu- <clears throat> instruments together. It, it was pretty impressive because I really didn't know too much about him until I actually took my kids to a concert to see him. And I'm like, "Where's the band?" And then you find out that oh wait, he doesn't have a band. It's, it's just, just him. The, he is the band. You know, it's 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 pretty impressive when somebody when somebody can do something like that. Sure. Um, but, you know, his new album is very, like, almost like club-like music. And even my oldest daughter was like, yeah, I don't really like it. It, it, it. He seemed to have more feeling in his his two, his two other <laughs> albums. And I'm like, this is good for you. This is great yeah. that, 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 you know, that you're, that you're learning how to, how to recognize, you know, it's those things. Listen,
0: it, it, it's, yeah. it's important when a kid gets to the point where they can have critical thinking about things in their lives right. and
1: music you know is a good way to start for a lot of kids. But but she was absolutely right about the critique in him where he, you know he did have more of a f- like a folksy uh, more feeling to the songs as opposed to just trying to put electronic stuff together to make more dance music. Right. to, to be to stay relevant, I guess, if well, you're trying to do that. in
0: his case, he has yeah. to do that because yeah. no one really just wants to see him just play guitar and sing like folksy love songs on the radio. But he, you know, but if you give him something to dance to, which may not even be music he cares to play, but it does put food on the
1: table. It does, and, uh, and that's and that's it. But he he did point out uh, because they were talking about in this interview, they were talking about uh, you know his in- musical influences that that he's had, and his songs that he was influenced by, and one of the, one of the things that the host was kind of making fun of him was like, like American Pie, really American Pie. Please, um, he's and, and Ed Sheeran sure goes, this is the kind of thing when you're getting drunk at three o'clock in the morning and you turn on YouTube. And you Google the real meaning behind American Pie. And he was absolutely right. Like I watched this thing because I had so much time on my hands yesterday. Right. To, in quarantine, if you will. And uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, quartered with two teens, if you will. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> um, but uh, so I'm sitting there watching this. It's about 13 minutes long or so. It was really, I never knew, like, I knew what the whole, you know, it had something to do with the Big Bopper and Richie Valens, and, you know, this was just, like, him saying goodbye to his youth, but it was so much more than that, and it was really interesting to hear the dissection of that song and the, symbolic, the symbolism behind yeah. it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and I'm like, wow, that is so much deeper than I really kind of, because it's background music to us. We play that. You know, probably once a day. Met, Ameri- American Pie. Yeah. Well, well, that's a, well not, we, as, not that much, but yeah. Well, we used to we used to play it pr- pretty frequently, so it kind of just becomes background music. Yeah, but you know, to, but to you're you. right.
0: Most people don't think about what goes into making a song. Yeah. And they assume that if you can make one good song, that you must be capable of making many good songs. Yeah. But, you know, it's hard just to write one good song in your life.
1: Right, but, but it's funny how people pass it off because we, it's been shoved down our throats so much, and it's played so often that it just becomes part of your everyday life. Yeah. That it's just background music. <laughs> but if you really dive into it, you know, Don McLean was a pretty talented guy to come up with all these, you know, uh, the symbolic references. You know, every uh, now and
0: this. then, every now and then, I find myself listening to a song. That I've heard a million times. But then I hear something that I've never really paid attention to before. Yeah. And I and I and the and the more you listen to it, you realize that one thing that I never even considered is maybe the most impressive thing in the song. Yeah. Like for example, um uh the immigrant song by Led Zeppelin. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was listening to it. I don't I, I can't tell you even where I was listening to it. But the one – because everybody talks about Jimmy Page and John Bonham. They never, ever talk about John Paul Jones and the bass of that song. Yeah. But if you pay attention to it, you realize, oh, my God, that is one of the coolest bass lines ever. Yeah. Even though it sounds simple, but when he's doing a run, he's like, oh, my God, that's, like, maybe one of the best bass parts <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. I but have... you, you ignore that stuff because there's so many other things going on. In the song and in your life as you're listening to it,
1: that you over you overlook it completely. Oh, absolutely! And uh, w- w- the, it was um, the other song by Led Zeppelin, uh, "A Whole Lot of Love." Yeah, that it, like there was a, there was a podcast I was listening to a few years ago where they, where they isolated the John part every. What they did it for every single instrument. Yeah, every single instrument, and it was like, yeah, like wow like you really kind of get a like an in-depth look of like how complicated music really is you
0: you can hear John Bonham grunting as he's playing that part and people sleep on John Paul Jones all the time as far as being a bass player but at the time that they were just putting that band together he was considered to be one of the best in the world
3: oh
0: yeah. people sleep on that guy and you're like